Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 23rd of October 2016. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Get ready for immediate news. And Robert Kemp. Bam! It's in your face! Bam! Bullshit going on today. No bullshit. (laughs) There's got to be some bullshit. I'm sure sure the the news will lead to... Well, yeah, the news will be a long discussion anyway and I'm sure it will have retarded like side <laughs> topics that we go into for no reason this lady standard this ladies and gentlemen is what we call podcasting <laughs> yes <laughs> which is incredibly not very organized incredibly not very not very incredibly not very i mean it's slightly organized <laughs> but it's like about as not organized as you can be whilst we being organized marginally a lot <laughs> yep Within that margin, it's very organised. That margin is very small, so it's marginally a lot organised. Incredibly not very. Okay, are we going to test the theory that there's so much news to talk about that we have to go straight into it? Let's, if we run I mean, out of steam, isn't. we can we can transfer back to bullshit. <laughs> there, there, is, there is a single piece of big news. It's a very long piece of big news. There is yeah, one very... massive news story of the week. There's a 60-second trailer for Red Dead 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, nothing else happened, right? Wait, the 60-second trailer for Red Dead? I wouldn't exactly call it a trailer. No, it's just a lot of landscapes, the <laughs> yeah. one I saw. Is that the it's about a 15-second trailer for Red Dead and then a 45-second tech demo. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> at least point number one, it's finally, like, they've just said, yeah, you know, it's official at last. It's official! It's official! <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. It's official at last. Yes. <laughs> I, th- I saw one uh, proposed... Um, title in myriad reddit comments that actually sounded plausible i don't remember what it was now um you know along this along the theme you know red dead revolver whatever doesn't really count right yeah. red dead redemption and then is there anything that could be even slightly as good as red dead redemption and i think it was oh red dead retribution somebody said and i was like hmm, no, that could work obviously it's going to be red dead revengeance <laughs> <laughs> that's what other idiots said anyway so now we know it is red dead redemption 2 which is fine by me and red, you know or red dead raspberries or alternatively just put the actual official subtitle <laughs> which should be red dead redemption 2 red dead 3 yeah it's not that for maximum confusion <laughs> There's been other series that have done that, though, haven't they? Red Dead Rash. But they haven't started the counting until later on. Yeah, Red Dead Road Rash. It's basically a horse racing simulator where you you use your whip on the other other riders instead of the horse. Red Dead Road Rash. I'd I'd play that game. Not really many roads, though, really. (laughs) Sandy Dust Trails. They count as roads when there's no tarmac. That seems to be the main. Technically, I'm sure. That that seemed one of the coolest things, technically, in that that I hadn't. Because obviously, it looks beautiful. That's the main thing. Super impressive. I mean, it looks like GTA V. Let's let's be fair. I didn't think it looked like much of a. Like, it it looks similar to the style of, like, lighting and the style of look that I think I've seen. I've been recently looking at in GTA V. Like, it didn't look like the tech had come very far. Well, I don't know. In terms of, like... Um, Not that it really has to, but... Vegetation and stuff and stuff. It looked considerably better than the kind of the out, 
doors out back in Red Dead 5. Oh, sorry, GTA 5, I think. I think the woods look okay in GTA 5, but the woods in this, just those couple of scenes look quite a lot better. Like, engine-wise, it looks similar, obviously, because it's the same engine. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, yeah, they, they're building a game where there aren't as many buildings, so they're, they're yeah. just going to be so a lot more foliage. On... Exactly. But, like, but still, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? There's not actually pushing any technical boundaries here from what we've seen from them. But that, I, not, I'm saying that's a bad thing. I'm just sort of saying that's like, this is, it's, it's got that look. Yeah, yeah. Man, looks good. And like, I was well, impressed by the... <laughs> I, I had to sort of pull this back a little. It's, like, it's just like, it looks like a game at this point. <laughs> it looks it's fucking like, amazing. I can't it wait. Like a <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And the dust and stuff, that look was really, really cool. Okay, I, 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 cool. That, yeah. I don't. Th- I hadn't really noticed that that was kind of somewhat lacking in the original, and it looks so cool. All of the like, uh, as those um, you know, horses go by at the end, and then kicking up all the dust and mm. and yeah, little bits they've... of grass and everything. It's awesome. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be how that clouds and how that spins in the air. And yeah, how that, var- how that varies is going to be the crazy. Trick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did do their classic coda thing where they're just like, look at all these clearly very precisely animated set pieces that probably aren't ever going to look like that in the game. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> really looking like at GTA 5, like animation. weird rag doll yeah. shit. Yeah. Here's a man flying. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was because the original game was all developed, it was all fucked up, wasn't it? That hasn't yeah. happened in GTA though, that one. But, yeah. No, the, the PS3 with its janky animation model. Yeah, just like to swap models. It looks like there's going to be a lot of custom animations in there because there's tons of gta 5 obviously for all the there's like that whole system for the pedestrians and everything but if mm. you expand that to all of the crazy wildlife and stuff i mean it looked pretty good in the original the animation but i mean this looks like another step to be honest as you'd expect yeah as you as you'd want exactly like the weird little thing well, I, i'm not sure what was actually happening on the floor of the forest in that little clip there's obviously well, there was, some... something was eating something else yeah sort of like shake it around cool. a bit yeah and like the dog barking at the vultures while they're eating the corpse of the thing that looked quite convincing although that could like zach says like there could be a set piece it, yeah but even in the background like the horse that's drawing a cart like is shaking its head you know in that way that anyway that's an animation. Really... yeah yes exactly it's an animation that's very convincing it's cool it won't be convincing if you see that exact same animation over and over again. Like, literally the exact same animation. If no, it's just that's a true. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. As long as the faces of the regular people look a bit more normal. Than they <laughs> well, do. As long as the faces of yeah, everyone yeah. is of equal quality. Because, I mean, that's oh, how yeah. you make it look more convincing. Yeah, I mean, that, in fact, that, is, that is possibly the single biggest failing of GTA 5's world is that, like, if you look at the the faces of regular people, yeah, especially when they animate, it's kind of terrible. In comparison, yeah, to your... To the main characters. Your, your main characters, yeah. yeah. Or even the characters in missions and stuff. Even, even yeah, then, yeah. if you're playing in first-person mode, right, and say uh, Lamar's next to you, and you go and, and you turn and look at him while he's talking, like, obviously they haven't animated that properly, so his oh, no. mouth's like just puppeting really widely, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <It's> really dumb. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, that first person mode. I, I'm surprised it works at all, really. That <laughs> mm. you know, and it holds up at all. That's quite brave yeah. to do that, I suppose. But yeah, it's, it's just a little, a little extra. But yeah, well, I, don't know, I don't even know if it was a little extra, that must have taken quite a bit of work. 
Yeah, I expect it did, yeah. I don't think they'll have that in Red Dead 2, like a first-person mode. I doubt it, highly. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it's not really needed. It's not really needed. They're, they're not. They haven't announced it for PC, so that's annoying. No, they yeah. specifically they specifically only said Xbox and PlayStation, PlayStation Four. Yeah, so we'll see. Right. But it's not until this time next year, uh, which sounds reasonable. I, I think it would be surprising this time round, especially if they didn't. Like, oh, you know, they the, will, the first... it will be on PC, yeah. I yeah. just it won't be day and date. Probably not. Probably anyway. not. No, they'll yeah. probably do the same thing they did last time. With well, yeah. that means we might actually have to wait another year. Yeah, well, this time, last time was different. Any reason yeah. for them not to? Though, because yeah. if they're actually making it for the Xbox, you can just use the Windows 10 stores all shit theoretically. Yeah, <laughs> depends whether yeah. you think they're. Tar- they think they might be targeting. Well, given its release date of uh, this time next year, um, do you think they think they'll target Scorpio? Well, they're not allowed to, are they? Because they can't. They're not allowed yeah. to make things that aren't totally. functional on both. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but they'll be. target it, won't they, for for a for a better framework or whatever? Well, they won't probably like specifically make the game for it. It will just be that. No, no, no. Like, it'll be scaled, scaled up. Version. Yeah, it'll be scaled up. On yeah, Scorpio, totally. Yeah, I mean that might be the difference, right? Because with the previous generate with GTA Five, like that, I think they probably always planned to release it on the current gen and then do the PC along with the next gen when they did an HD yeah. update. But this time around, you haven't got that generation gap to bridge. There's, there's no but guarantee. You sort of do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you sort of do in the form of Scorpio and pro, I suppose. Well, so maybe pro, they could pro do is it. less of a worry, isn't it for them? But Scorpio yeah. in theory is much more of a worry. But then, yeah. you know, if you look how much scale, how scalable the PC version is on top of what they did for the HD yeah. re-release, yeah. HD release, then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this will just be a walk in the park, and then they'll they'll already have this down. Yeah, it's whether they'll call it like more HD release or something, <laughs> remaster, or... remaster or something within. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, my worry is is that it'll be a long period of time after the initial release before the PC one comes out. But, but it, I mean, it'll be uh, it won't be the same. Jump. Yeah, yeah, it won't um, be the same as last time. But it still could be a while. Is my worry? Yeah, it could be a while, which would be annoying. Um, mm. so I'll probably have to get a, a no PS4 which would be good because then I can play Uncharted and um, I don't uh, know Res I'd be pretty hyped VR, but I still think I'd want the, uh, yeah I'd be pretty hyped for it but I still think I'd, I'd want a PC version now now that I've seen, oh, now totally. that we've seen what they, now that we've seen for yeah. GTA 5 what they can do yeah it's going like, to be amazing on, on mm. PC yeah oh man anyway Big news ish, not really. They didn't really show much, but I mean, no. it's not. It's enough for me. It's a fish. It's a fish. It's a fish. So, yeah, it's gonna be cool. I, it's clearly gonna be much more kind of, um, well, obviously, I mean, according to the rumors about the map, it's set a bit more, um, east, uh, so a bit earlier and hasn't got quite out into the desert stuff as yeah, much. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say that there's, there's so, the rumors are it makes either, sense. either a prequel or mm. a, just a separate story earlier in time. Yeah, but that gives you less of a spaghetti western landscape and more of a more traditional western landscape of more farmland type type stuff with actual mm. cattle rather than just, you know, scrub and desert or whatever. And that is mm. obviously supported by the new tech of all, all the foliage and stuff. Like, there's clearly a lot of grass going going on <laughs> in this mm. one compared to the previous one, which would be cool. Um, yeah. 
Will we go to Mexico? I think we'll probably get there eventually. Although I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't think. I don't think it's one of the rumors. Yeah. I mean, they have the Rockies or whatever. In the, you know, the tall trees area is meant to represent the Rockies sort of. Yeah. In the original. But I think they'll extend that a bit. I don't think they will be Mexico in this. I think it's just you might go back as far as like west as far as... Um, what's it called? Armadillo and all of that. Mm. The the, but I'm not sure if it goes across the river, but it might do. Uh, but Mexico is not really necessary for a, a western. It's just spaghetti westerns tend to be set. No, on it's just you know I like Mexicans. <laughs> Fair, I'm sure there'll be some racist Mexican characters. It's a cool accent, but it looks to be a bit more of a traditional western than a, than a spaghetti western. I think that's more of the vibe of this one. So mm. that might be interesting. Um, also, also look, you know, the scenes of a posse. This, like, they yeah, to be, like their their artwork seems to be like focusing on that aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, well, they'll and definitely that's... do a whole online mode along the lines of GTA Online, uh, which you know could be. I, good, know, I, uh, I can't, I can't think that will be as even th- though we have such apathy towards the GTA Online. I, yeah, I kind of would think that the, the, that there's less they could do. I think it appeals to me more, though. I think it might be a more focused kind of game on, on you know, on multiplayer game. Like Probably, even the yeah. even the original Red Dead multiplayer, which was kind of a weird deathmatchy thing, was a sort of kind of kind of cool. It was okay. It was yeah, okay. it was all right. So I, I played a couple rounds and then had my fill. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think they could do something that appealed to me more than GTA Online because I don't know why that that doesn't really. But the idea of I don't know galloping around in a posse sounds quite fun. Well, it depends whether that's... I mean, I hope what they're showing right now is actually that's the story element. Yeah, it there'll is. Be some, there'll be some amount of, I don't know, Magnificent Seven style. Yeah, um, yeah. Like crew building and maybe well, they go yeah, for the Mass Effect possibly. loyalty model. I don't know. <laughs> like before yeah. you go on the suicide mission, it's Race Against Time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that could be cool. A bit less lonely than than Marston's journey. Hmm. Yeah. But we know nothing at all apart from... Nope. Like, so, which is relatively similar to how we feel about the relatively similar to how, to the next story. News. We, we know significantly. Well, no, actually, we know. I guess exactly the same as we knew before. Just now, it's official. <laughs> Again, kind of, but yeah. But now we can start speculating based okay. on what was seen in the reveal of the Nintendo NX, which is now called the Switch. To, not to be confused with Ipswich, I must point out. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the Nintendo Switch, not the Switch. Not the Switch, right, okay. But it's we'll it's start referring to it as the Switch, yeah. <laughs> the Switch, It's going to yeah. be annoying. This it's one cool has name. a T in it. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with the name this time. It's a fine name, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's not... It's not it doesn't abbreviate, there. that's the problem. Well, it be NS. Yeah, exactly, that's not a good abbreviation to say. Well, we've been saying NX... Yeah, so close. It's so close. Got a vowel. <laughs> Better vowel. But X. Yeah. That's not a vowel. Still an E. I mean, S, S. S, S technically starts with an E. Technically. Yeah. And N ends with an E, technically. You've just taken the C out of it. The K sound. Doesn't work as well. So, what is this thing? It's a sort of. Tablet E, like so. Okay, it's pretty much what the rumors. It's pretty much exactly what the rumors. Yeah. Say. So a, ta- yeah. a, a tablet E looking thing with 
uh, controllers on either side that looks a lot like the Wii U gamepad, except for the fact that those well. side bits can detach and form their own control with looking square controller. And this thing can be docked, and when it's docked, it puts it on your TV. And when it's undocked, yep. this it's on a screen in your hands. Yep. No, no, no dual screening going on because you have to dock it. Um, nope. It's kind of it is exactly what the patterns leaks said, right? Yeah, pretty absolutely. much. Absolutely. And what um, and yeah, what sources from uh, manufacturing have said and. It does look a lot less kind of Fisher Price than the Wii U gamepad. You saying it looks like I don't, I don't know. It looks a lot more kind of yeah. It's definitely sleeker, but it's got that you know just in terms of form factor. You know, it's 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 similar to the Wii U is what I meant. You know, screen oh totally middle, in the kind of the side shape and that of it, sort yeah. of size as well. Yeah, it looked yeah maybe a I tiny bit it smaller, smaller which is I, a little bit a little bit. I think that the, the, it's a little screen. bit smaller perhaps because it's lost a lot of bevel compared to the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The screen looks smaller. No, you reckon? No, yeah. I don't think so. I think it, can't it, it be looks bigger, like a... at least <laughs> it can't be bigger. No, that's that's for sure. Mm. It covered the whole thing like a smartphone, the though. Mm. The the yeah, screen. The Wii U the whole screen isn't section. actually that big. If you put the Wii U no. next to an iP- iPad Mini, no. or whatever, it's about the same. That's why yeah. it sucks. But also theoretically, which will just have higher pixel density presumably because they're putting out better resolution now <laughs> i mean yeah. g- given given that a lot of the games they were showing were wii u games right this thing has to at least have wii u level of power yeah um well it's going to run it has to be the assumption here yeah, yeah. well it's um, an nvidia tegra 2 something isn't it it's, well it's custom it's not it's, a it's not a tegra 2 and it's not a tegra 3 it's something else. It's something specialized. Yeah. Well, it probably is a Tegra um, 3 that's been modified yeah, or something. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. I don't think it is, because there was the rumor originally that they it were must use, be, right? just as NVIDIA were announcing the new Tegra N- Nintendo, were you still using the old one? So it might be the previous one, but upgraded but somehow. Yeah, it's like, a, like a halfway between 2 and 3, I think, is I mean, the, yeah. the, the thing they mentioning is because it's kind of been detached from having to use the android operating system in any way that that like gives you more juice for games yeah like to the metal <laughs> but that, that like what so how much power does fucking nintendo's operating system use because <laughs> they have to have some kind of background menu functionality because well, that's yeah. what they do it yeah but it doesn't have to be full-on multitasking no, android it, or whatever but if it's as clunky as what it is now it will still be slow yeah exactly <laughs> Nintendo are bad at making operating systems. Yeah. They have really bad functionality, but they're also really bad. Mm. <laughs> they're bad and also bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, what else is there to mention about this thing? Um, I, so, they showed like some ad hoc multiplayer going on where they just plonked two of them down and they talk to each other which i guess the, like they've been doing that with the 3ds for a while so not too much well sort of yeah depends but that's cool because you could you could plonk two down next to each other and then detach the controllers and use them individually so you could have four people playing on two machines right that's what they show yeah so that's um, cool. which it still is like let's have a split screen on a tiny tiny screen <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a bit odd, but you know, if you're for the 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 car journey thing is kind, of, you know, I guess how else would you do it? You can't really have a big screen in your car that you could carry around, probably. Um, I guess, I guess the weird thing, right? I, you might need, I might need some help here. So they introduced a a new controller design as well. Yeah, that sort yeah. of looks like 
Well, it basically looks like the OG Xbox controller, uh, which means mm, okay, the key yeah. point here is that they've not the I mean, not the Duke, but a bit like the S. Um, right. Like, uh, and, but the interesting thing here is that sort they're of. starting to embrace offset control sticks. Yeah. Well, um, they're offset on the main thing, aren't they? Right? Because they're yeah. not the same. Yeah. They're Which then means if you're detaching them, is like is one player getting a weird deal where the stick's probably in the middle of the controller rather than on the edge? Turn it upside and, down. I don't yeah. like, but, but, but <laughs> the because they're way. offset, is does it sit in the middle rather than at the like? Are they perfectly symmetrical? Like because that can't be comfortable if the sticks like in the top corner on one side and the bottom corner of the other side. That can't be comfortable. Well, mm. Probably more comfortable than having them both at the top. <laughs> No, but just the, the distance, like you can't hold it like that. But you yeah. Do. So one one of them has to be different. One of them has to be weirder. Like when you detach it and you're playing it Wiimote style, than the possibly. Other one. I mean, I think the the stick and the buttons are, and the quad, you know, four buttons in arranged in a cross are next to each other on both sides. But I think you're right that there's a gap between that and the bottom lip of the thing on both. Mm. So I think depending on, yeah, I mean, you're still, so basically you have to, uh, when you're using just one as a controller, you thumb and the little buttons are really close together. So, and the one edge of it has probably got a sticking out part, but it doesn't really matter which side. When when you've got it turned sideways in your hands, you're not holding it, like you're not, Pushing your hands up against the side, you're like the excess sticking out sideways, yeah, sticking and you're going up onto it. I mean, so a bit, even bit if the weird because on one side or the other, it shouldn't actually matter. Sure, yeah, yeah. But one of them. No, yeah. I'm just saying it's a bit. It's just yeah. a bit weird. It's just yeah. It's, no, it is. It's weird. Uh, or but, just I mean, make a pointless plastic case you could whip it into to make it like a wheel rotate. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, think so, it's. But that's kind yeah. of what that little mini controller is, though. Really, they're, they're sort of like let's chuck these bits on the Joy-Con. Square, they're but, called Joy-Cons, yeah. which is the dumbest name ever. Oh, is that actually the official name? Yes, Joy-Con left and Joy-Con right. Isn't that what? Isn't that what the, those weird ne- old Namco controllers for PlayStation were called? Probably, probably. There's probably been several things called Joy-Cons before. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's kind of cool that you can use them in a kind of crappy way for for local multiplayer. Like, I think it's a nice option. I don't think it's supposed to be comfortable for long play sessions or anything, but I think it's kind of cool that it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I I I think it's cool for kids and stuff. Well, so here's the thing. Yeah, the interesting part of this is it's obviously Nintendo trying to embrace the whole local multiplayer thing. Yeah. Which... Quite fun playing Hulk with one of those things. Well, they didn't show any online. Every multiplayer they showed was connected devices. True, you know, in in the same physical location. um, By far, the most hilarious part of that trailer was the like the the attractive lady like playing and then looking out the window and then seeing her attractive friends on a rooftop and then being like, "Oh, I'll pick up my." Switch and it's, go over there. It's rooftop, <laughs> it's so rooftop switch party time. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Or you know, people playing. I don't know uh, what you call it. Picnic table NBA. What is it? Yeah. Now that made much more sense to me. The little stand, I, I think, is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Little stand makes a bit of sense. Why? Why don't you think about that? What? 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 No, just like like going to play. I don't know. You're at a skate park or whatever, and playing NBA. I don't know. I don't see it. They're <laughs> just out of basketball court. Yeah, he could do. Well, let's stop playing real basketball and play some fake basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of dumb. But I mean, you, I could, I could see that at a table, like in a cafeteria or something, where you don't oh, have two sure. HD yeah. displays. A, a table somewhere other than where it was. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But it could be like, yeah, I don't know. <coughs> 
I mean, obviously, like people, I mean, that's a classic, isn't it, of video game advertising that they try and tie it to actual physical activity when in fact it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's an act, you're a healthy, active lifestyle where you like sit around and play computer games. And they did, like, there was some creepy camera work when they re- they zoomed in on that guy playing Skyrim, right? There's a moment where he's right. just like, like zombie face and it's like, and it's like, no, 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 mm. don't do that. It wasn't wow. zombie face, it was enthusiasm. Well, it, it, it was in fraud face. It looked real bad. I didn't like it. It's, it's like those crappy, like, if you've been to Cineworld and seen those, um, like, uh, slow motion face cams they do with people's reactions to, like, films or whatever, that, that's their ads at the moment. It's just mm. like, it just looked like, looked as bad and as crap as though. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. You just don't like people's faces. It's all a lie. You don't like face at all. You've got creepy eyes. <laughs> that guy had creepy eyes. They're staring into my soul, except not really at me because they were off to the side. He's staring blankly into someone else's soul. So there has no soul. So there's <laughs> a pro controller, right? Basically, and then there's yes, which is what I was referring to. Earlier. Right, yep. and there's also like a weird little caddy you can clip the two Joy Cons to to yep. make it like a more normal controller but it looks really weird so uh, presumably that means you don't have to buy like an extra controller like it yeah, would come, yeah i would assume it'll it come with that, with that one. little that yeah, little yeah, square yeah. but it won't it come with a pro controller have those sucky like where the trigger buttons will be like like how the mounting the wiimote in the steering wheel had that weird like lever basically for the b button mm. i like don't that, know about presumably. that i don't know <laughs> well, about that it looked like those were kind of exposed like yeah, both the, ways of playing a bit like the Wii U, it looked like they're not going analog triggers again. Well, so I don't know. They look like they could potentially be analog, but very small ones. No, uh, no I don't think so. They, the Wii U well, hasn't too had thin analog. To make analog. I'd be very surprised. It'd be like the 3DS ones. Like, oh, it would just be I'd buttons be, on the top. I'd be surprised if they were analog. Do they, they not have been, analog on the Wii U? They haven't been analog since the Wii. Since the Wii? So on the Wii, the Wii U doesn't have analog, analog triggers the then? The Wii, well, the Wii's like control. Any of the controllers you could get that were Wii branded didn't. None of them had analog triggers, like like the classic controller or the weird like right. retro. So you actually, the things you, you actually mean in. since the GameCube? The oh, oh, oh I see what you mean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I thought yeah. the nunchuck had that analog. Oh no, it didn't, did it? No, oh, it didn't. Shit. It didn't. It had oh, a stick. Right. The sticks were analog, but the trick. We haven't had a, a Nintendo analog trigger for. Freaking ages. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So well, I would be surprised if it came back. They did that one time, didn't they? Because, <laughs> like, the N64 wasn't analog, obviously. Right, yeah, <laughs> true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they've done it once. done it once. So, yeah, you're right. They've done it once. And they did but, it weird with their extra clicky bit. But I want to play driving games on my Nintendo Switch. God damn it. And not just Mario Kart. Well, they're probably just, like, now that there's two analog sticks, the, someone will use that as the accelerator. <laughs> You just have to play fast racing Neo Switch. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, you only have to accelerate or break. No analog. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> F zero. Well, I thought analog, in the picture they could they were, Mario Kart. Like, they could potentially be analog, but I don't mean probably I don't not. Think so. Speaking of other things that are on that device, cartridges. Obviously, fat looking cartridges. I don't know if they were that fat. They were a bit thicker, I think. Marginally like. fatter than the 3DS ones. Yeah, I guess. Well, it, it makes sense to, like, I guess Nintendo do like their physical media. I, I'm assuming they will have their downloadable, they, they just want the model that they have now, right? So you can buy a physical version or you could buy the downloadable version. 
because they don't want to get rid of the eShop, even though who knows whether they'll manage to fucking unify this eShop with the previous ones again. Yeah, who knows, given that the, the whole DNA thing and all that stuff. There, there seems to be a little more cohesion between stores now. Between, you know, 3DS and Wii well, that's U. Because they, like, patched in the Nintendo Network ID to, like, create... Like, when you log into the eShop in the 3DS, it's like, log into the eShop, and then, like, a separate pop-up overlays it, where it's like, now we're logging you into your network, then Nintendo Network ID. Mm. And <laughs> so, it's like, it's a really bad hack, basically. Ne- and then when you actually go and buy something, you have to put a different password in for a different level of the account or something. I have uh, different levels of account with that thing. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, for short, there's a, yeah, there's a password that you have to type that's really short or something at the credit because it's like limited amount of boxes. So it's like, yeah, like your actual credit card password is less than your Nintendo account password or something. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. But yeah, they could, they, there's the chance to unify that. Do we think this is then? Would they make? Would they make another handheld? Is this their next handheld? Like, is, would there be a market for you know something other than? Switch. Well, the trouble in, is in they, Nintendo Switch. Like they've got rid of the functionality of the 3DS. Like, <laughs> there's no dual screens. There's no dual screens. There's no touch screen. Well, maybe. we don't know. That's a key. That's a very key point. They didn't show any touch screen action. Um, they didn't show any gyro action or anything like no. that. So, um, you know, so maybe we game compatible either. No, obviously. I mean, yeah. I mean, is this thing actually just really not very backwards compatible at all? Well, Despite already, the fact they've they already confirmed Wii U that games. it doesn't have backwards compatibility. Yeah, it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's got a word. Yeah, they, they were playing. The only thing I would say is they were playing Splatoon. So one, yeah. I would assume that that that, that, that there are gyros somewhere. No, I'm pretty sure that that's a special version of the Splatoon that they're going to either upgrade or re-release. It's not going to be anything to do with the previous game. Just like Mario Kart is probably going to be a weird, either nine or a re-release, but it's not going to be. There's yeah, no I mean, it like Mario compatibility 8. at all. Like, yeah, they, they were just showing Mario Kart eight, there, except they weren't yeah. because it had a different UI and you can carry two weapons mm. at the same time. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it was, but the, the and King Boo was in it. Oh yeah, no, I did, I did spot that. Yeah. But it looks so much like. Well, Mario yes, Kart but that's just like that's yeah, just what yeah. the Nintendo games look like now. now. Like when they showed the Mario thing, it's like it's basically exactly that art style, except now it's a Mario game also. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, I, I have to. I, I mean, we don't know if either of those are going to be launched either. They, we could, they to, could be concept. You'd have to assume point. that Mario will be because they must have realised by now that every time they launch a system without Mario, everyone misses about. <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> They'll launch Zelda. If that was like, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like an eight. Switch version, like yeah. Mario Kart 8 Switch. That's like it I is Mario Kart 8, but they've just extended it a bit more. I think they'll like, do that with quite a few like things. Package all the DLC in as well. Yeah, something. absolutely. Just make them uh, like ultimate edition or something. Yeah, I think they'll port a lot of the Wii U library. To be honest, I would have thought so. Yeah, they have an opportunity to sell it to a bunch more people. Theoretically, <laughs> and there isn't yeah. a great deal of Wii U games to actually need much of the the quirks. Well, yeah. Mm. Because it's just like, how many games exactly. actually use the bottom screen at all for anything important ever? Affordable and, Space and, Adventures. And in a lot of Wii U games, the whole point of the Wii U is you could put everything on the bottom screen anyway, so you could take it away. But hang on, that's a key point. That's a key part of Splatoon. Is it though? Is, really? the, is the map? Like it's a mini map. It's just like, well, you know. Yeah, but it shows the st- the state of coloring, so you can figure out a way of getting behind people. And it's, I mean, yes, you could put that on screen in a small way, but then they, they will have to, to go to, to go to. 
Let's have to go to someone. Yeah, you, you, it would, it would have be, to go to someone. It would just be like the reason. It'll be a sequel. It would just be an overlay. <laughs> well, no, but you do that mid-fight. Like, well, so you can pop it up and do it. it oh, that's not a, that's not a slick. That's not a slick. Um, yeah, they'll have to come up with something for that. But yeah, but you won't be able to touch it anyway because it doesn't have a touch screen when you're we, playing it on the TV. So you won't be able to do it. That's a good point. True. That's why it doesn't have I a mean, touch screen, by the way, because when you've docked it, you don't have access to that you screen, don't have so it. it can't be a touch screen. I mean, so there's... Oh, well, it could be a touch screen, but then they'll have to make a like, reverse Wii U situation where it's like, once you've docked it, you yeah. don't have access to the yeah, that's, touch that's, capability. That's a very good point. So they're not confirming whether or not it has yet, but I mean, it doesn't need it, right, But by what we're saying? I mean, it'd be convenient, I suppose, but yeah. Sure, but it means we're, never, we're not going to get games like Theatre Rhythm with the cool, like, no. conducting mechanics. We're not going to get... No. There are games that make good use of touch and yeah. the ink. And, of course there are. You know, but which not, makes me yeah. think that the 3DS will stay alive for a while, like, while this thing takes off. Like, I reckon they might keep them both up. Especially given uh, so. that they're not yes. confirming anything. Like, people have serious concerns about what the battery life of this thing might be, if it's as powerful as it is. They're talking like three hours, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But if I mean, you're a kid, what they were it's not going to be as good as a 3DS, is it? For Pokemon or whatever that you can take on the oh, you know, play all day or whatever. Well, of course I think it's going could... be good for Pokemon. Because, you know, Pokemon. <laughs> Well, probably it'll be good for Pokemon because Pokemon won't use virtually any of its power, and therefore the battery will last longer. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think I think they'll continue, and they'll probably ultimately make another portable console. Um, you know, for that, maybe yeah. they'll, be, they'll maybe they'll bring back the Game Boy. <laughs> I mean, so part of the problem with this discussion is that, in in some ways, I like the idea of this, right? Especially, if I really like me it. To, Especially if it allows on. me to play games that would be on a portable, yeah, on a big screen, right? That like because that's half of my problem. Like why I'm probably not playing as many 3DS games as I would like because there are there are things that it's like this game seems really cool, but I kind of don't want to play it in this form factor. I want to play it on a screen. Yeah, but that doesn't work it's... because you can't say to developers, "Oh, you've been making the 3DS game. Just make all your graphics like f- ten times as good, and then I'm, you're good." I'm not even sure I care about that. I just want it on a screen. Yeah, like, that's not that's not how just... games work. If you make a game that looks like a 3DS, except now it plays on the TV, people won't actually like that. <laughs> game Boy Player for GameCube. That was only because it was a replacement to your actual physical Game Boy. That wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be a, like a way for to get new people in. That was meant to be a way to get people who already played all these games to have a way to play them now on a on a, on the other system that they already have connected up. That's an assumption. <laughs> I mean, it sure. could be it could be either way there, surely. And also, the other reason for the Game Boy Player is so you could use the stupid connection to like Pokemon Stadium Two and stuff. I mean, in, in, a, in, oh, a, directly. in a vague way, you can. They have now done DS on Virtual Console, like first DS, not three DS. Yeah, um, using the Wii U's dual screeniness. Um, so you, you know you can sort of do that now, um, but you know, bravely default. I, I don't fancy the idea of. Spending hundreds of hours on a handheld, like I want that on a big screen. Even if I'm just tapping buttons occasionally, I just want that on a big screen. It's I don't care about how it looks. It's just that sort of game for me. Um, neck craning and all that. There's nothing neck craning around. Looking down. You don't even have to look at it most looking of the time. Looking down. Well, not if you're sitting it in a my neck position. 
I mean, you don't even have to have the 3D turned on, then you really don't have to hold it in a specific position. Say it any I can't hold it. You can't say that when you're like playing a handheld, you're not like looking down at least a little, because it's like, you know, TV, and like straight ahead, nice and comfortable handheld. It's like, unless I'm putting my arms up as, a, as if to sort of like throw a buddy Christ thumbs up. <laughs> if you actually sat in the chair with like armrests, you could easily hold it up. Well, what, and like slunk down to. On your couch, yes, you'd have to, but not, not on an actual chair. <laughs> this couch isn't that different from that from ugly chair in the corner here. That's a proper armchair. Yeah, but that's like an armchair where the armrests are like really wide. You don't. Have, you have to be like up with it in front of you. I don't think this chair exists. <laughs> it's pretty much my desk chair. That's how I have, hold my when I'm using the controller. I have my arms on the armrest. To hold it slightly more, I don't hold it up, obviously, because it's a controller. I don't need to look at it. But I have my arms on the armrest, like elbows. I, I don't think you're selling it. <laughs> I don't think this, like, this concept is flying. Or you can just lie down. I'm not even with them. Prop it up. Any position. There's plenty of ways to avoid neck strain playing a portable console. Look, we prop it up on what? You're still always looking down, no matter how where you are, unless you're lying down with it, and then you're on the side, and everything's on the side. And it's like, no, no way. There's no way. There's no way. It's an easily solvable problem. There's no way. Or just get better neck muscles. <laughs> well, that's, that, that is a point. <laughs> Because the actual problem with the 3DS for straight, like positional straining, is when you have to use the stylus and look at it. Because then you have to have it pretty much resting on something. On something, yeah. I have that. I do have that problem with playing theatre rhythm, where I'm sort of like, you know, having to curl that hand to re- to hold the entire weight in some way, or rest it on, 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 a, on a knee, stuff, and then yeah. yeah, and then you're having to tap it. Yeah, there is there is, there is something to that. But that's true of most tablety things in some way like even with phones you've still got to figure out like how to hold it best for the game and yeah the other thing that they maybe maybe showed i don't know in the nx switch thing was like <laughs> they for some reason decided to keep the plus and minus buttons only now they're shaped like a plus and minus which is still dumb oh yeah it's weird <laughs> This is like built-in volume control, lols. <laughs> is that probably not? Probably not. And then, but then there's like... It's probably not the Wii U's TV button. No. But then, of course, there's the mystery square button, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Which may or may not be a button at all. It, you know what? It's a Mebo. Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> they do very briefly in one of the shots in that trailer show a bunch of Amiibos in front of someone's TV, and it's just like, was that just there for decoration, or are they just saying, we're still keeping Amiibos, so you better be ready for Amiibos? Hell, hell yeah, they're keeping Amiibos. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the only problem with that is is it, it, it makes a little less sense um, of, of, of if the thing was docked, right? Like, where did the, do you have to go up to the thing? And... Well, no, because it's on the side of the controller. It's oh, was it, was it on the, the pro controls? Well? I think so. Oh, okay. Okay, then, yeah, then that's fine. I assumed it wasn't on those. Like, no, I don't know. I, sure I, guess, I guess you could make the square in the middle of the Joy-Con controller cube thing. Like, you know, that could obviously have just have a big old amiibo. Oh, I think it was on it, one of the actual side bit controllers. On, on the Joy-Cons. Okay. Game wire in. Uh, as a headphone jack, <laughs> it's not clearly not brave enough. Take that, Apple. <laughs> Well, not yeah. brave enough if they still have a headway jack. Ninty's got your back three and a half mil. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And it's like, I mean, 
I guess, sort of necessarily, it's on the top, which is always a bad place for headphone jacks if you're using it portably. This is probably <laughs> it's like, oh, this cable comes out and goes directly <laughs> in, the, in the way of the screen when it flops over it. Yeah, I'm less worried about that. That's fine. I bet I'm, it the, won't I'm the guy that was okay with the Dreamcast, you know, so it's, that's not a problem with me. <laughs> but the Dreamcast had that little notch where you could shove the cable to make it go in the correct direction, which it always should have done. Yeah. It's such an admission of it that it's a problem, isn't it, that notch? Yep. It's like, oh, crap, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't right. How do we fix this tiny little notch? Oh, man. And then they also... Uh, the announcement posted there. Look at our third party support. Lol. Because we're Nintendo third party. Yeah. Which is, we're, 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 look at all these people who are going to make like two games and then fuck off. <laughs> they said that for Wii U. Yeah. But they, they also, made... so there was two things that I found funny about that picture. Firstly, one of the developers on there was Konami and it's like, <laughs> I'm not sure you realise that they don't make games any longer. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other thing which I didn't really realize until the second time I looked at that image, I was like, "Hang on a minute!" It's like the whole bottom two rows are actually developers; they're all just tech, it's like Havoc and Unity and CryEngine. I was like, right. "That doesn't really count as third party support." Yeah. You're basically saying our architecture isn't weird, so it can use normal engines. <laughs> I, I suppose Crytek would have to put work would have to be the guys to put work into CryEngine to get it to run on. I guess. Tigra. But yeah, that whole yeah. bit where it, like, there was also like Epic in there, and I was like, so you're, that doesn't mean Epic Games, that means Unreal Engine. That means Unreal Engine, <laughs> yeah. I suppose Epic do, are still making games, but Fortnite, Fortnite's on X. <laughs> yeah, if that ever comes out. Fortnite's on Switch, confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know if Given that I'm a Wii U owner, <laughs> that the Switch—if the Switch is only as powerful as a Wii U—I don't know if that really appeals. Yes, but you're not going to get any more Wii U games ever. No, that, <laughs> that is, they're immediately going to stop making. That is exactly the problem, which means I probably won't go in straight away. I would probably I'm going to get it straight away. I think, especially but if yeah, Zelda comes out. That's what I mean. You have the impetus because of Zelda. Well, I'm probably yeah. going to get it just because I want an actual Nintendo console. Yeah, I guess it's been, it's been a while. I guess for you, yeah. <laughs> I've not happened since GameCube, so I'm doing well. Sure. And Quite also excited. because, like, it justifies not getting with you. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Aha, now I can get some of the games that would have been on this, except now on the actual console that's going to have a longer support, probably. I think it's a little premature at this point, because we just, we just don't know what, which of those games were really, are really happening, or if they were just tech. Like, yeah, just, totally. just things they put on screen because they could. Like I, I think that they they have, they're overdue that, to make really. another Mario, maybe well, yeah. if, if you can. If, a real dep- Mario, depending on how you treat the yeah. 3D world game, because um, that's really all the Wii U has had. Yeah. Um, so you could argue, you could argue they're overdue for one of those. So that's probably on the cards. Mario Kart 8 XL, whatever they end up calling it, Mario Kart 8 bigger Switch. Yep. Big Switch. Eight Switch. <laughs> eight Switch. The eight Switch. The, the big eight Switch. Edition. <laughs> um. That's I, I yeah. I'll be well, I mean, they'll make America on that anyway, regardless of whether it's eight or nine or yeah. ten. <laughs> I, I think it's a bit early for a nine, but okay. I, I guess the, the gap between seven and eight wasn't that long either. I suppose. But... I mean, potentially that could have that footage they showed could have been nine just playing eight stuff. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it could be one of the the back the the retro what the retro quote yeah. unquote um, tracks. 
but yeah, I, I kind of hope. I mean, we just don't know. We just don't know. Like, other than, unless you want to play what what that Sonic game, Sonic Mania. Which one was it? Was, the, the, was announced for next? Was it Sonic Mania or no, the Twenty Seventeen? Sonic Twenty Seventeen. Definitely yeah. making that. I mean, because you know, who else? Who, who else do Sega make games for apart from Nintendo? Really, <laughs> that's kind of accurate. Yeah. So I really think these look like analogs triggers with a decent level of travel plus um bumpers that's what it looks like uh and the but then, but then the, the wii u kind of looks like that and then you press them and they don't travel oh okay fair enough <laughs> they're just like really like softly wiggly and like not they, I mean, these... I'm, I'm literally holding the pro controller right now the pro controller right. Look, I mean, admittedly, they have they look like they have nowhere near as much travel as like yeah. a, a 360 or, a, or an Xbox or a PS4 pad. Like they are just clicky, like on the Pro controller. Like if you're if you're basing it on that, then it's like, well, yeah, sure. But the controller version is like you want to look at the one on the back of the actual Joy Cons because yeah, they've got the to be like practically 3DS sized. The well, that's what I'm ones, looking at right now. You can almost look at the 3DS ones and think they were analog because they have this like huge gaff underneath them. Like they have quite a long travel from being just a button. <laughs> they look like they stick out quite a long way. Like in terms of the thickness, they're like a third of the thickness of the whole Joy-Con sticking out. Mm. Actually, you know what? Sort of yeah. looking at the the Wii U ones aren't as pronounced as I thought they were. I guess the weird <laughs> well, the giant ridge on the back. Yeah, of the, 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 the weird lip makes it feel bigger than they are. Mm. I, I, I take that back slightly. Can you get a picture of this? Can I? Can you see it if I send you that? Or well, I, I, which is, just pull it up on the phone. It's fine. Yeah, just pull it up. Man, yeah. looks that thing on internet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sort of yeah. I'm hopeful they are. I think it'd be good. Um, yeah, and it's not touch screen. Okay, we've established that. I think it's, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Also, they've confirmed that obviously um, there's no extra kind of processing power in the dock unit or anything. It's just for Have charging. they entirely confirmed that? I'm not sure. I think that's the one thing they have confirmed, I think, that I've seen. Um, I, yeah, I can't, can't say I've, I've seen that. An NVIDIA statement was fairly... Um, so really they were only talking about the mobile yeah. processor, so they didn't really yeah. have anything to say about the actual whole thing. You know what, you might actually have to send that photo down, I'm struggling to find a decent right. shot of the triggers. But then also, like... How shall I send it? Uh, well, you've got multiple means available to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that was, like, suspicious about that trailer, which could just be a trailer thing, of course... Was like the frame rate got kind of shit when he went into portable mode for, on Zelda. Yeah, but it's just a fake trailer. Like, yeah, why would they model that? <laughs> that's why it seems like that would be worrying if they, yeah. if they were, if it wasn't as fake as it could have been. Mm, <laughs> All right, that's so I, true. I, 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 I'm away from the mic, so this is going to sound weird. But judgment call that looks really similar to the Wii U's level of travel. I can't see it well enough. I'm going to have to send up. Maybe, <laughs> All right, maybe you're right. Swap, yeah. Swapping up a play. Yeah, that's basically exactly the same, only with a slightly weirder shape, weird ridge. That's only like half a mil, of, like half a centimetre of travel. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. I reckon. That's that's not a lot. Mm, interesting. I, I will be highly surprised if that is analogue. Unless it's, you know, a, like resistive analogue or whatever. It goes like back with a PlayStation screen, doesn't 3 it? buttons were meant to be. I guess, yeah. <laughs> 
Mm. Okay. You say so. I'm holding that's, out hope. That's my, that's my judgment. That's my judgment. Okay. I'm holding out hope. I've been wrong on many, many things when it comes to predicting consoles, so, you know. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> the Switch! Also, like, I just want to point, like, a lot of people pointed out, there's no family action in any of that trailer. It's all, like... It's a dog. Well, I won't get it yet. Okay, <laughs> fine. But it's all, like, I don't know, targeting us as a demographic? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they totally are. I mean, because they they probably got the kids kind of in hand, right? I guess, well, especially because, with the 3DS. It's because this isn't going to be like as obviously a kid friendly console because it's going mm. to be like a free fifty quid handheld device that you don't want to give a small child. Yeah, which which is also partially why <laughs> yeah. I think the 3DS will stick around for a while. Well, yeah, the 2DS. Yeah, yeah, I expect that's that's correct. They'll it's probably ultimately since new 3ds came out and they haven't really done anything with the new. Yeah, but that's just what Nintendo does. Yeah, it's not indicative of anything at all, really. I think they'll probably ultimately replace the 3ds, you know, eventually with a new handheld. Well, assuming they, can, power they will actually manage to get the developers who normally make portable stuff up to switch speed, then mm. that will just like drain it away from the 3ds naturally, <laughs> maybe. New Advance Wars on Switch. I mean, the Switch is oh, going to be don't, pretty don't easy. Don't tease to... me, man. Yeah, that's not even going to happen. Don't man. tease me. It'll be like a new Pushmo on Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't care. God damn it, Intelligent Systems. What's it called in EU? It's not Pushmo, is it? It's... Cool Blocks. That's it, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Pushmo is a better name. Yep, as always. We get the dumb names. Yep. Uh, anything else to add to this? Is there, was there any other little, little things? Well, it still hasn't completely eliminated my theory that you could use it as a VR attachment. <laughs> oh, yeah, slap but... the screen into a headset. <laughs> and but... You've got separate handheld controllers as well. I guess. But they don't have any motion control, unlike the old well, we, stuff. We, well, we, well, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if it doesn't have a gyroscope, technically. Yeah, but that's not really enough, is it? You need... And also, the other thing that makes makes me think that there's still something weird about it is like the whole reason why they hadn't announced anything up to this point is because at some point at E3, someone from Nintendo made a made some allusion to the fact that they didn't want people stealing their ideas. But then when they came out with this, it's just like there's nothing here to steal. It's all really obvious. Yeah, we knew about this. <laughs> well, anyway. apart from we knew about the rumors, yeah. but it's like there's no. Like grand dramatic innovation that no one has ever done before. It's just like, well, it's a tablet that you have controllers attached to the side. Yeah. So unless they do have some secret like Uber thing that no. they hold, that they don't want people to steal. I don't think they will. No. No. I mean, all of the third parties are being still being super cagey. Like even though Skyrim was shown, Bethesda is like in no way saying that Skyrim is coming to a Nintendo console. Well, they haven't yes. even really announced that Skyrim remastered by the time this happened. It happened. At Waste the same time, more or less. Oh, we knew Skyrim remastered. We knew that month. We knew that E three, didn't we? Yeah, but they didn't say. But they like said, "Hey, we're doing it." They didn't necessarily make any predictions about platforms or anything. Oh no, 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 no! They didn't. Tell, well, I, I doubt it's the remastered version. In fact, I, I actually, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it is, judging by the graphics that they yeah. show in that. It's got to be the remastered version. But, but then, but then, that, but then that would be saying that the Wii, sorry, that the Switch. I have to stop calling it the Wii. I don't know why. I just wanted to call it the Wii Uer. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the Switch is as powerful as a 
Xbone. It's like it, that. That can't be. It can't be the remastered version. Like it might be in content, but it can't be in visuals. It could be. It could just be like the same situation as between like Xbox and the Scorpio, where it's just like it could just be the shitter version, only be even more shitter version. Yeah, but then why? Why would it be? I mean, I guess at that point, I just don't understand why it would be the remastered version. Well, because they're making you can't you, you can't use the texture updates because there wouldn't be enough power. You can't perhaps you use the real time lighting. Probably. Maybe like slight engine enhancements here and there, but it's like it's and it would not, just be a not better it. version of Skyrim in general. Maybe <laughs> that's a massive assumption. Like we don't know what they're changing on that side. Well, you have to assume they're doing some work. Maybe it's not just going to be a graphical update. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I've got to throw up my. If it is the remastered version, it's going to look like cack compared to the real remastered but it version. It didn't look that bad in what they showed. It's a video. Yes, but they Nintendo <laughs> don't do bullshit videos as much. Most of the time, they show stuff that's actually like it looks like. Most of the time, I, I, yeah, no, I've, I've got my big old Bethesda warning lights on that one. I just, I just don't believe that. I mean, what did you what how like what do you think it's going to look like? Because it's it's putting out theoretically quite a high resolution now onto a big screen TV, so it has to be pretty fucking powerful. Yeah, <laughs> but in that size device, really? That's what, I, I, that's I, what I Nvidia just, did. That's their fancy new. I just don't think we're there yet. Well, well, you know what resolutions smartphones are? They're higher than freaking higher than ten eighty monitors. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like that's insane. Like. I, I just don't think we're there yet. Well, that's what they're trying to do, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it'll work for Zelda, so might as well work for it Skyrim. Works for all the Nintendo stuff. Original, original Skyrim, I can believe at this point in time. I, I just can't believe remastered. I don't think remastered will be that different from original Skyrim. I think it's kind of a. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's a texture hike. It's a it's a lighting hike. It's yeah. a it's a shader hike. You know, everything that pretty much. It's not they haven't put a crazy amount of work into it, but you know they're obviously yeah. upping the tech on which things, you know, and so it requires a higher spec. Yeah, because yeah. Of, because of those things. On its but own. I wonder if some of those like um, lighting stuff are actually like a, you know, what do you call it, a driver level, a kind of direct taxi level type improvement. Something that might be, if it's in the new Nvidia graphics cards, it might be equivalent with a lower power in the new Nvidia. Low power. Mm, that's chip. that's probably Whatever. only true to some percentage. That's not going to yeah. be like a hundred percent gain. No, no, totally. But you know, I'm just speculating that like that that they could bring a similar kind of lighting technique to a mobile platform that wouldn't have been around at the time. Uh, Skyrim was released potentially at lower resolution. I mean, I mean, I guess the trick is see what the new Infinity Blade looks like on a modern iPad, and if it looks like Skyrim, then you're in luck. Right. Yeah, but then iPads. That what do they have? They have their um, a, Apple a something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they they have a special like graphics. Oh, it's integrated, isn't it? So they just have an ARM processor with a gra- with a um. What's their graphics what stuff? A nine X or something. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. The, the graphics chip. But presumably the Nvidia one is more tailored to well graphics or 3d graphics than than a more general purpose chip in the in the ipad i mean an ipad will probably be more powerful i would have thought well here's my i mean here's the kicker for this like if, if, if you think that you, well you thought the device was going to be 350 earlier 
and it's like uh, Zach did. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Okay, the cost, well, that's because yeah. what people have been saying. Yeah, I mean, it's a sen- it's a sensible price point for a console of that. It'd be cheaper, power, I guess. Yeah. But still, it's like given it's oh, yeah. But it's just like you know, if if an iPad at the cost that it is, or an Android device at the cost that they are, with the most powerful stuff in them, can't do that. Well, to be fair, their their revolution is more than four times on the iPad, isn't it? Because it's it's retina and it's and a also, higher res you, oh no it's not it's about the same is. but times four right that has to also drive it's like iPad. the apple packs <laughs> it's about what 1600 rather than 1080 so yeah it's a high res but you know that's optional but they, they did no it must be 2048 right the, it's uh, not 4k uh, no i mean no what is it it's 1024 uh multiplied by two right rather than oh, um, oh shit! Um, I'm thinking the wrong resolution. Oh, it's 768 multiplied by two. What's that? <laughs> right. So 1,520 something. Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen thirty six. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Fifteen thirty six. That's the res they have to drive. Sorry, I was thinking. I always think of the width. I don't know why they classify it by the height. Like it seems weird. I. I yeah. Anyway. But is um, that in vertical stance or in horizontal stance? So, I think the original iPad resolution was 1024 by 768 because it's 4 by 3, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, if they doubled the resolution in all, in all directions, that makes it 1536, right? Versus 4K, which is 1080 times 2, right? Yeah, so we, what, you're looking at at least a double pixel count. Yeah, which is 2160, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw someone somewhere say something about the Switch potentially being able to do 4K. I don't know what context that was in. No, probably not no. 4K games, probably 4K video output. So I've heard the that the TV, screen you know, might be 720p, so that would yeah, be the half screen. the resolution. of Yeah, the small screen. And then the, and then for a TV, it would put out 1080. But 4K, do you think? No, probably not. It might be oh, able, no, it might no be able to do the video in 4K, because at that point, it's just like not even really... a system stressing problem you're just displaying a video <laughs> i mean that's quite system stressing in, but in, it's not the exactly like graphics yeah maybe when it's in the dark it could put out 4k video maybe or you would want yeah. to put out 4k video onto a 720 screen yeah. <laughs> that'd uh, be done no yeah. but you, you know what i mean yeah the, the, I, 4k video is a different thing that's <laughs> to, to rendering 4k pixels like yeah. that that's a, that's a very very different problem anyway i i just think it i mean i don't know about the battery life but i think it will have compared to an iPad, it will need to render half the resolution effectively and have a chip that's more tilted towards graphics than more general purpose use. Um, so it might have a chance or whatever, but it will be cheaper than an iPad significantly, I would have thought. So, well, yeah, anyway, yeah, I don't know, I just, Matt, I just don't think that adds up at all. And, and it also just, won't have the just to, system not overhead. just not to that level. I think like you can. I think you can do. Don't get me wrong. I think you can do good things. Fast Racing Neo does some very neat tricks, but it's doing it at the at a massive resolution cost. Um, you know, the, the, the Wii U could output 1080 if it wanted to. Most games run at 720, I think. And oh really? I believe Fast Racing Neo decides to take a hard, a horizontal resolution hit to do what it does. Um, and uh, yeah, this thing will obviously be like probably be more powerful than a Wii U, probably. But 
yeah, not not by enough to run Skyrim. I, 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 original Skyrim, I would believe. I, I think I can get behind that. I think that's possible now. Mm. But I mean, the Vita is pretty close to matching a 360, right, in terms of power. Mm. So it's yeah, I, I just remastered. I think was probably a step too far. Not without some crutches. Or, as you say, a massive, massive resolution drop. But We shall see. Indeed. Maybe NVIDIA have come up with something incredible. I mean, people are pretty impressed by those shield things or whatever, and they, even with the Android operating system overhead. So, who knows? I thought shields were mostly streamers, though, rather than actually playing stuff on them. Oh, is that right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think so. I thought they had to hook to a PC that was actually running the game. Oh, really? Oh, I'm totally wrong then. Okay. I, 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 I have no idea, to be honest. Like, I, I'm just a, I, I have no real... I haven't been following S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> at all. Yeah, maybe they are different now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the first one was going to be like that. Because it came out at a weird time where people, where people were like, what? <laughs> Why yeah. would you do that? And it was like, oh, wait, Steve boxes and stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, it, maybe, maybe they do do something now. I've got, I've got no idea. No idea. The question is, what bullshit attachments are they going to make for their for the new thing? I could totally. I, see I don't think there's going to be a golf club controller. I could totally see. Well, maybe golf club. A golf club controller could theoretically work actually better now that you only have to have one of those little things <laughs> attached to it. Maybe. But they never made their right. Okay. Just one note about things we should take with a pinch of salt here. They never made that Wii U tech demo thing that they were show they showed that, that about the, when the Wii U was revealed of them you putting the Wii U pad on the floor and you could see the balls lie and then you'd use the Wii mote as a golf club. Are you sure they didn't make that though? Or did no, you, that, is that, it just that, something that you I'll, didn't that, see? That never got made. Game? That never got made because I'm, I'm pretty sure that was some kind of me based. Um, like it was a me-based sports title or something then, and that that never. The only, thing, sure the only thing like that they put out was Nintendo Land, and it's definitely not there. Are you sure they didn't? That actually, that, you sure that wasn't actually literally a tech demo? Like it did exist, it just never actually made it out to a game. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, got to take all of this with a pinch of salt. Like they they showed something and it didn't happen. Yeah, but that not that's not what it means though it might have happened that might have been a literal video of that thing happening it didn't mean we could buy it no but that doesn't mean anything does it because if, mario, it, if it happened on the system then it happened mario, <laughs> whether Me we can buy it or not mario in mexico might not happen <laughs> it might be something else <laughs> which for the record i'd be totally down with what that looks like mario in mexico be... it's not gonna be what you want it's <laughs> no. not gonna be mexican it's, hey, gonna, be, it's gonna be like piantas again oh, yeah but it'll definitely be piantas <laughs> Mario Sunshine too. Yeah, basically. That's what they actually don't want people to do. Just mm. like they originally did with the original Flood. That was their big reveal there. Mm. Like, oh shit, water tech. Yeah. Squiddy stuff tech. <laughs> Soft physics. <laughs> It'd be kind of interesting if they made like some kind of weird attachment for it where you could have the screen <laughs> be vertical. I don't know why. Yeah, it'd be... It'd be like turn it into an actual Game Boy and have the controls at the bottom and the screen sticking upwards. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, yeah. 
I don't know, I don't know. Oh, for pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Vertical <laughs> resolution. That's all you need. It's very important. All right, cool. What else is going on? That's it. That's the switch. Looking forward to switching. Okay. March, by the way, we didn't mention that. Oh, yeah. March, yeah, March. Yeah, everyone, everyone nailed the release date. <laughs> well, like every other reason. Yeah. Well, does that mean if that means Zelda comes out in March, I'd be super happy. <laughs> Not. Sure I mean, about that, they haven't confirmed that, to, that right? Breath of the Wild is a launch title. Well, they haven't confirmed any launch titles at all, really. Have no, they? they really, they've, they've technically never... confirmed games for it, not just not when they're going to come out. No. <laughs> Yeah, we really, we really still don't know anything other than what it looks like. If that's launch title, I'm so in. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to put that little dot? It doesn't on my matter desk? whether it's launch title or not. <laughs> You're just going to get it at some point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Unless but, they, it's like unless they do launch, a, like within if... the first year revision, <laughs> in which case then there'd be a reason to hold off. Mm. Gonna, it's going to take an F zero at this point. I do like the design of it; like it does look a lot smarter than the the kind of Fisher Pricey stuff. Yes, yeah. No, no, from pure design point of view, it is nicer. In fact, it, there hasn't been anything that other than perhaps the me- I was about to say other than perhaps the metal underneath the like the cube mm. controller thing when he slid those things off. <laughs> that I don't think that's metal. Not, I think that might just be yeah. like shiny plastic. Yeah, it doesn't look yeah. like metal. That, that thing's weird. But the actual thing itself and the little Joy Cons connected to it, or whatever, and the dock and stuff, it look it looks nice. I think, I think it only look, I think you I think it only looks like that is because it's matte. Like literally, it's basically exactly the same as the Wii U game, <laughs> slightly no. less rounded and no, matte, and that's basically the only difference. No, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, right. Well, it, the, but the beveling is a lot less. I think is yeah. is also key. Slightly less round. Slightly less round. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Less round equals matter. <laughs> Okay, cool. Less rounded isn't a good thing. It's the problem I had with the like 3DS and stuff, where it's like it's real square. It's a little bit sharp. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit sharp. Uh, I the only other things I picked out were are, are crap, so I'll, I'll just zim <laughs> over them. Um, good old crap, please. Mafia Three came out, and pretty much as everyone expected, it's a very good-looking game with an interesting story. That much actually held up. It's just kind of the rest of it is kind of terrible. Like just like the open world isn't been isn't doesn't actually isn't anything to do. The mission structure is very repetitive and boring. It's no GTA in the fifties or whatever. And it's buggy. And buggy is it's hilariously buggy. Yep, it, it's it's good for videos. Apart <laughs> from when it just like you know just crashes. Put a million people <laughs> into a phone box. That's not a bug. That's actually quite impressive. Like some of the, it has body stacking to some extent. Sort of. They don't, <laughs> they don't fall out. <laughs> they just fall out of this phone box. <laughs> um, PC version of Watch Dogs Two has been delayed until November 29th. A difference of two weeks for the console versions. <laughs> Literally, not a delay that exists. No, because no. that release date is still probably going to change before we even get there again. Mm, probably. <laughs> so uh, maybe not. If it's November, they're pretty. When you say something's coming out in November, it pretty much has to come out in November because you run out of year. Yeah, you haven't, you, haven't got, you haven't got a lot of room unless you push it a long way, really. Uh, Candy Crush Saga is getting a TV show. Nobody knows what the bloody hell it will be. Well, it will be like Candyland, right? It'll be like it'll be like Wreck It Ralph only in a TV show. Oh, what you reckon it'll be a cartoon rather than? <laughs> I, like, I, for some reason in my head, I thought it was going to be like a crappy game show. 
That could also uh, that could actually also be possible. There well, are I mean, definitely they tried that with draw something right, and it lasted like an episode and then got canned. There are definitely TV game shows that are based on real real bad premises. Yeah, like, sure. like the old two feet machines. Oh boy, yeah. What's that? What's that thing called? What's that called? I don't remember it? what that game show is called. Oh man, it's got tipping point. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> based on penny shufflers. Those things have a, do they have a proper name, those machines? Like, I don't know. Train machines or something, are they? Train machines? Train machines. Tra- oh, train machines. Uh, yeah, I just always called them pushers, I guess. Yep. <coughs> so yeah, there's been game shows based on worse things, but I imagine it would be a dumb cartoon with some kind of che- cheesy cartoon characters that they want to market. There was a Scrabble game show that actually ran for quite a long time. I mean... Scrabble sort. I mean, there's like crossword game shows and stuff. It's similar, except you and you know, it's countdown. That? What was that old crossword show? I remember that. It was like super eighties yeah. or something. Well, a lot of these things were super eighties. Yeah, all these game shows. I just, I just remember I had a dude, quite, a, quite, a, who, who like sat, sat fairly broad in the chair with white hair and and, <laughs> and, and glasses and looked like he should have been wearing shades and well, he has Tommy glasses gun. it's basically a lot of game show hosts yeah I guess <laughs> yeah has glasses yeah but you know what I mean it was, it was a sort of broader fella unless it was Nick unless it was Frost it might have been Frost <laughs> I don't know, I <laughs> you said Nick Frost and that's definitely not the right it's one it's not Nick Frost no. <laughs> <laughs> although that would be funny Nick Frost doesn't really do anything no not that we're aware of, anyway. It might be behind the scenes. Sure. I'm going to have to find out what that crossword show was now. It's not really as interesting as you... No, definitely it. not. <laughs> definitely not. Most of those things aren't. You just go, oh, do you remember that? Yeah, that was great. And then you watch it and go, oh, this is terrible. But at least it doesn't have Nick Nose on it. <laughs> That is actually the problem with one gauge. It's like it's not the concepts; it's the hosts, <laughs> or and all the padding. Yes. In fairness, like old game shows actually had content, right? No dead air. No, like, how do you feel about well, this? No, no, no suspense. Dead air for suspense. Yes. Yeah, none no, of that. No, there might be dead air, but for a different reason. No, like, here's what you can wear. Well, they do that. <laughs> no, they literally exactly did that, but they do it real quick. It's like. Is, is this is this TV? Is it it's like the bullseye? In one, a TV. In two, an alarm clock. In three, a blender. And then a boat. And then a boat. Yeah, you can't use. And tonight, star prize. I guess that all changed as we started picking up American game show habits, which are a bit more talky talky. Yeah, and flashy lighty interviews. Yeah. No one likes interviews. The price is right. It's all, it's all their fault. Game shows. They should be awesome, but they're sort of not. Pointless is okay. Only Connect is okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Pointless is just inverse, like, inverted family. Uh, whatever the fact that game's called Family Fortune Family, Family Feud yeah that's what I was thinking I keep yeah. thinking of that because I've watched too much American version yeah. of it now <laughs> it's basically inverted Family Fortunes although that show was, although, although that show was never really about the game show no. was it? it was it was basically just a comedy vehicle <laughs> yeah 
It was about bad answers. Yeah, that's why Pointless fails to be as funny, is because you're limiting the answers to automatically bad answers, but they have to be legitimate bad answers, not yeah. just bad bad answers. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> In theory, those... I do wonder, like, on Family Fortunes, right, if they were allowed to provide incorrect answers, like, if the survey said something something wrong, but I suppose the question was never <laughs> so, that. Well, yeah, what you're... So, like, if you surveyed 100 people and, like, five of them said something that wasn't right, but they said it... Yeah. <laughs> is that still legit? And I suppose any of the questions in Family Fortunes were actually about facts, though, right? They were... Well, some of them were, like, you know, you get stuff like name something a fireman uses. You could theoretically have a bunch of people who come up from something <laughs> dumb that, like, firemen don't actually use. Food. <laughs> yeah, or just something really dumb like that. <laughs> I'm sure they feel... A shower. <laughs> I'm sure a fireman has to use a shower at some point. <laughs> yeah, probably. A car. <laughs> they need to get home from work. <laughs> a toilet. <laughs> I bet they probably filtered. It's like when they do surveys, they probably don't actually survey 100 people. They probably survey like 200 and then <laughs> average it out and remove all the crap. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but then I'm, I guess you, I guess you could tell like if they like listed, um, presumably that number never adds up to 100, right? Like you could watch it. Like just does, does the number ever add up to 100? Pretty sure it does, right? Right. Because it's only the top few answers that they show, right? If it's like that would be the tell. It's like if it was a hundred all the time, then they're probably fudging it. I guess. And maybe they don't. Maybe they never have like one point answers. Like anyone, anyone where it's only one person said it. Yeah. Trim those out. <laughs> or people who for some reason didn't answer, then they could guess they could get someone else. But... Who knows? Games. I guess. You think Angry Birds movie? You know, we haven't speaking run of out of time. Speaking speaking of games that come that have come fit in out some bullshit. now. Well, we, we, I mean, we could, but yeah, speaking <laughs> of games that have come out, right? Battlefield One. That game has reviewed crazy well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking we must play it. Yeah, I've been reading forum posts where it's like, despite everyone initially being worried about what they dubbed the conquest and stuff. It turns out it's not that bad. And no. Like, it works just fine. Yeah. I've seen people say that it's like the best Battlefield since Bad Company 2, which is always always the most annoying thing for me well, because that's, that's we weird, never played that. No, that's a weird... I mean, I played the first Bad Company game and really didn't think much of it. Like, well, apparently like, that's, what, that's, like, that's why Bad Company 2 was also well-regarded because it was so much better than the first one. Mm. But, like, we never played that. So when people say, oh, it's the best Battlefield since Bad Company 2, it's like... I have no context for what how good Bad Company 2 was compared to the Battlefields I actually played. So I, I think there's something weird about that, right? Because from what I remember about Bad Company, right? Like I remember the first one basically making a bit of a splash because of the way it treated its campaign tone. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, it's a bit irre- it was irreverent. Like the Bad you know, it's, Company. Yeah. It, the, the, it's it's like, the comedy Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, we're going to tell we're going to tell a slightly more light-hearted campaign. It's going to be you know, with guns and murder, of course. But, yep, you know, absolutely. it's going to be it's, it's going to it's going to be more fun. Um, but we're still going to throw in the battlefield multiplayer that you like. And like, I, I believe in that first game that the campaign was middling, and the multiplayer didn't really work. Yeah. Um, whereas in the second one, I think they sort of basically this is where Battlefield's campaign problems like kicked in for reals like the campaign was apparently even what like just non-existent like the tone is gone they made a Battlefield game uh-huh. like 
uh, but they made the multiplayer pretty good on console. I think it was one of the early examples of destructible environments yep. in the Battlefield series. So I guess in many ways, there's probably very good reasons why people hold Bad Company 2 in fairly high regard, because that might be the first time they made Battlefield work on a console properly. Mm. Um, and I can't help... I didn't... I mean, I never liked it, to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I played Bad Company 2's multiplayer. I remember bits. I have images of it in my head, but I don't know if that's me watching it or playing it. I really don't know. Mm. I may have played a demo, is what I'm thinking. Um, and I didn't really get on with it. Um, my, my, mem- my overriding memory is just I didn't get on with any of them, any of it, like either of them. Um, so I, I kind of, maybe it's a bit of a nostalgia play for some. It's like Bad Company 2, because it was the first one that actually worked. You know? Yeah, but then, then it's like, what? Better than that Battlefield 2 modern combat thing they put on 360 anyway. Well, sure. Because like, that was weird. What, what is it that people like about Bad Company 2 that actually is the thing that makes... Is it just the destructible stuff? Because that, you know, it went away again after that, essentially. Sort of, For, for yeah. like a couple of games and uh, quite a number of years. I don't, know when, I don't know how the timing worked out. I think Bad Company 2 must have come out after 2142. Yeah, but before 3. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, was that just the thing? Was it some kind of... I mean, I think prob like... I don't know. It, like, it can't have been really faster-paced, I don't think. It wasn't like the Call of Duty version of Battlefield or whatever. No, it was just Battlefield. It was just a Battlefield game. Yeah. So it's like, was it... I mean, at that point, it's just like, was it just the guns? Was it just the balance of the classes and the vehicles? Was like it... I said, I think it was just the first, like, for, for a lot of people, it's probably my, a, a lot of console players' first Battlefield I'm game. sure, but that's not, but... I don't think that's what these people are saying. No. I think they're saying we've they've played other Battlefield games and this is the best one. <laughs> mm. well, well, in fairness to us, we don't know how 3 and 4 really play on console. Well, yeah, but I'm not sure these are console players either. Mm, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And certainly most of the people who, who I was reading posts about were talking about Origin, so, you know, <laughs> it's probably on PC. Mm, okay. <laughs> playing Battlefield 1, at least. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds like the whole spread of modes thing, you know, your your fears can be uh, assuaged a little bit. Well, there. it's still it's only like, nine maps, though. It's still, it is still only nine maps, but let's not forget that's, that's exactly what Battlefield 3 launched with, and we will be getting a tent for free. Um, <laughs> and it's wake. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I was trying to think, how could you possibly get Wake into World War One? Was there any excuse no. at all for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I played, I played the beta, and I ended up, I, fe- I felt quite negative about it at first because you know it was uncompromising in its design, mm-hmm. like in the sense that you know. Snipers will pick you off. Yeah, that's part of the game. You got to deal with it. And the changes, and like the more I thought about it, the more I ended up playing it, the more that became less of a problem because you know they've changed the ticketing system. It's like you don't lose tickets based on deaths anymore. It's like it's purely based on in conquest. It's purely based on territory control. And it's like I'm okay with that because it then means the meat grinder effect of certain parts of the levels doesn't really matter anymore. But that, that's not that's not logical though, because like 
But that's World it, War One. World War One was a meat grinder. Well, yes, it's fine from the like perspective of the context of the game. But it's like the point of the get. It's like you want to win, sure, hmm. in terms of like the overall score. But you also don't want to just be dying over and over because that's not actually fun. I know, I know, I know. But there was somehow it didn't feel so bad. So, I don't know what they've done, but somehow it didn't. After it took a little while, but it, like I got to a point where I just sort of accepted it. And that's not something I say about a lot of shooters. I mean, I, 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 I barely let Call of Duty off the hook for making it feel, make, making me feel like that because I suck at it. <laughs> and it's, um, but yeah, I don't know. There was something about it. Something about it eventually started started clicking. Um, so you know, at, le- at the very least, across all those nine maps, we have got Conquest, we have got Rush. Um, I haven't sure, I'm not sure I fully understood what operations mode is. Well, it seems like it sounds like it's rush split over like five different levels. Yeah, so it just seems like it's a like a, a long chained set of maps. Yeah, a very long rush. Um, I mean, the question with that does it, does it stop early? Or well, like, yeah, the question with that is is like does your victory on one level affect something on the other? Yeah, so does, does the direction whatever? of play change if you successfully defend? Like, like what goes on there? It's like, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see how that functions. But you know, almost most interestingly at all, most interestingly, interest, appealingly, I don't know. I, I want to see what that campaign's like because apparently that's okay. <laughs> but it's not very long. Okay, like, you want to see it, yeah. but like it's probably not worth the whole price uh, you, of the you, game. You come in, you come in for the multiplayer, right? But yeah. it's like you know, the, the the campaign at least seems like a smart idea with its mini stories and it's. I think I can get behind that. Yeah, but a lot of people have been saying that perhaps those if those missions were a little bit longer and perhaps not based on the <laughs> multiplayer levels in some cases, um, that, that that they could have made something a bit better out of it. Um, you know, they tried they rushed their concepts a bit fast mm. in in these mini stories, but um, yeah, Battlefield One. I think I might be in. I might be in classically doing the thing where it's like oh actually you probably want to get a physical copy yeah. because it's cheaper and also download times I guess still even at this point oh that's not a problem for me but you know I don't know even for you it's still like <laughs> you're still talking quite a lot of gigs okay, I don't know, the, install, the install time for Catalyst was a friggin long time when we put that on disc but yeah yeah no I think I think I think I, I think we should do that. Although we've got Titanfall too in a week, so uh, like if we're talking like, classically we... bad decision making for EA, yeah, Let's just release our two major games immediately after each other. Yeah, that, that is weird. That is weird. I wonder if EA actually had much control of that if the respawn dictated it as part of the agreement. Why did they or... dictate it? Surely they want their game to be more separate so they can they can profit better. Yeah, <laughs> they would want it to come out. The battlefield. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy time really, when you put it like in the sort of military shooter category. You got COD, Battlefield, and Titanfall all sort of launching within three weeks of each other. Yes, that's that is kind of nuts. I mean, normally, it's only COD and Battlefield. <laughs> well, that's because it's COD every year, Battlefield every few years. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And then Gears as well, if you want to count that. But yep. yeah, it's crazy. And. I'm sat here sort of feeling a little bit stunned in the sense like I don't know, I, I can't afford to play them all, but similarly it's like I've got to play something, <laughs> like, but I don't know which, I don't know Battlefield 
is winning in my head right now. Although, as, as much as I'm intrigued by Titanfall, I've heard so many people now say that they didn't enjoy the Titanfall beta. Well, yeah, it's the same question of, like, did they actually succeed in learning very much, really? Mm. <laughs> I hold out hope for its campaign. But, but then there's that, like, the inverse battlefield for them. Mm. Whereas, like, now you're starting to think the campaign might be the best bit of Titanfall 2. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. That's how I feel about Gears, but... Well, I mean, that, yeah, Gears, Gears multiplayer is still, like, the sec- is like the secondary element of Gears. It's not the primary element like it is for Battlefield and Titanfall. I, I kind of would think that since maybe Gears 3, when they realised they were onto something with Horde mode, Horde mode. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Horde mode counts either. Really. <laughs> yeah, it's shifted. Horde mode doesn't really count as multiplayer. That's like, come on. That's not really the same mm-hmm. thing. Okay, fine. Yeah. The word Even multiplayer does often... Yeah, the word multiplayer does often mean competitive, though. Yeah. When used on its own. Battlefield 1. I reckon we should do it. Yeah, probably. We should do it. So you'll be hearing about that, I'm sure. It'll be interesting to see how well it runs as well. I'm waiting for this of the older computer now. Mm. Now that Rob's upgraded. Oh, you know, it, it runs, it runs, yeah, it'll run absolutely perfectly on mine, so I don't, I don't care. But um, I'm not worried about that. Um, but, like, that, yeah. But it look, that, that game looks good on whatever platform I've seen. Like, I've seen clips of it on. Like, even on Xbox, it looks pretty great. Still frostbite, so it's the game. Yeah. Still basically the same as it's always been. <laughs> Only just with fancy uh, lighting. <laughs> that's really all that's changed over the years of frostbite. Oh, yeah, the lighting got better. Probably a bit more textures going on. There's probably a bit more everything going on. <laughs> In the new weirdly um, smooth presentation style, I guess is what you'd call it. There's no rough edges to it. It's all like the, everything's very smooth and glidey and it's like it doesn't feel very yeah i think that's actually becoming a problem at this point like the i like i know it's not meant to be realistic world war one but it seems like too unrealistic but not in the like fake history way it's like now it's starting to not look real in terms of like the actual way the physics of the world work and stuff (laughs) you're noticing it more somehow what you reckon we've hit the uncanny valley of physics now yeah sort of it's some combination of the like weird, like the Frostbite engine's graphics and its physics engine. It's like now it's starting to look weird. Like, I think I had that problem. It worked better you... for Star Wars, where it's like, oh yeah, it's Star Wars, of course it looks slightly weird. <laughs> I think a bit of me started having that problem actually at the start of this console generation, though. Like, you know, when you started seeing a lot of games that were clearly technically superior, but weirdly started looking like plasticy. Yeah, the plasticy effect. Yeah. Which, if we're being totally honest, Perfect Dark Zero had down at the start of the last console, <laughs> last console generation. That wasn't because of tech. That no, was, that was because of non-tech. <laughs> yeah, everything in that game is plasticine. Non-tech. <laughs> the absence of tech. Yeah, pretty much. Anti-tech. And you know, I've said it before on this podcast. When are we going to move on from Havoc? <laughs> <laughs> For Christ's sake, someone invented a new physics engine. It's really, it's like, it's so obvious when you see it now. It's like, you know it's Havoc physics just by the way it moves physically. <laughs> because you know, like, how Havoc physics isn't like real physics. You can spot it immediately just from the physics of it. Yeah, and it's kind of ridiculous. The lack of um, 
generally, generally, it's that whole lack of realistic center of gravity. Yeah, is the thing for me with Havoc. And like, I mean, maybe maybe it's better. We just don't know, but it still sort of looks like it, doesn't it? It's like yeah. you can always see it. You don't even need to see the Havoc logo on launch. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, there's Havoc. Music. That crate disintegrated in that very specific way. Crate disintegrated <laughs> since Half Life Two. <laughs> yeah, Half Life Two isn't Havoc. No, but it's very similar. You appear to have no thoughts on the matter, then. <laughs> on Battlefield One. Yeah, or, or the current state of multiplayer shooters that we might go in on. Are you still thinking Overwatch? What that I'm going to go in on? Think <laughs> I don't know. I don't really play these anymore. <laughs> the TF2 thing kind of faded out for me, and that was kind of the best one for me. Uh, I don't know if I'd go back to Battlefield. Maybe. Uh, and then there's Overwatch, yeah, which is kind of the two of two thing revived potentially. We're doing the Halloween stuff in Overwatch at the moment yeah. as well, which I haven't played their co-op game that they added, but. Mm. I know. I get, I'd have to get back into multiplayer games in general, really, in order to to care which one it was. I don't know if any of them are like enough to like really make me go back into that, <clears throat> because it's like a never-ending thing, right? <laughs> I guess to some degree. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you just you don't you don't really follow per se. Like you know, we've, Zach and I have been fairly picky about it over the last few years. But, well, you guys just play Rocket League, basically. That yeah, seems to be the I mean, that is part of the problem. It's like I'm really terrible at Rocket going, League. I wasn't having much we, fun with it. But it's like, even if we did get Battlefield, we just sort of sat here going, like, oh, is it, how much is it going to take away from our Rocket time? <laughs> or would we just make more time? <laughs> well, that's the thing about, like, it's the TF, same as TF2, is that it's so easy to play Rocket League, whereas if we were talking about Battlefield, that's why we stopped playing Battlefield, essentially, is because, like, well, we could go through the whole rigmarole of fucking launching Origin and going to a website and setting up to play Battlefield. Oh my, or we could uh, just launch TF2 or Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, oh my God. That, <laughs> okay, that shouldn't be underestimated, actually. At least all of Battle Log is bloody gone. <laughs> wow. Like it, you it, can still do some things from a website, but you don't have to. <laughs> no. I mean, like, like, actually getting into games and stuff is now in the bloody game uh, on PC. Because that was such a faff. Yep. In the last two, just that, that's, such a faff. That's why TF2 and Rocket League was always always being played. It was just easier to get into. It was just so easy to just push the button and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're you would have thought up. that we'd be more resistant to that since we've been like primarily PC players for a long time. Because <laughs> that was like what that was what consoles were for. That was the push the button and go effect. Because well, it was just well, the problem with Battlefield is it didn't really party up properly, right? So you couldn't join a game together. One person would join it, and then the others would have to try and follow. But then the room would be full. She'd be sat there waiting, and there's no guarantee when you were going to get in. And then even when you did manage to get in, there was a high probability that the game would friggin' crash on load. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. We made it to the end of the news section. Yeah, I guess. Indeed. <laughs> we did. Nostalgia worked well for us there. Yep. You haven't played any of these time. games, so it all makes sense. Well, I mean, you have, but I mean, Battlefield and Titanfall 2. Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2. It's a decision on know. what to play next rather than uh, yeah. what you've been playing. Pretty much, yeah. And I have been playing the Call of Duty beta. The Infinite Warfare beta. Okay. To, uh, to, to which the general opinion is, it's all right. 
Call of Duty's been all right for years now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a fair. multiplayer. It's always all right. It's the other, it's the single player that matters, except it doesn't matter, but it matters. Except it doesn't. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of Call of Duty. Let's put it that way. But it does. It does occasionally do interesting things. Black Ops Two still being the highlight um, in my eyes, and Advanced Warfare was okay. Um, you know, the the, the 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 sort of interesting elements of Infinite Warfare are all basically in the campaign this time. Um, as, you know, having now played the multiplayer, it's like unless, the multiplayer is the multiplayer. Unless still. they make a, like a um, like a dumb space combat map, like like they've done in some yeah. multiplayer games. I mean, they haven't, they, haven't, <laughs> they haven't shown that. If that's what I mean, I mean the beta has quite a lot of levels in it. Actually, it's got like four or five um, maps. I know they're only Diddy in Call of Duty world, but yeah, it's um. You know, you, there's quite a lot of variety in there for a beta. Um, w- well, I'm not even 100% sure we can really bloody call it a beta given that the game's one week out, but... It's still a beta. Oh, no, we're not, not one week out, is it? It's like early November, so a couple weeks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's... I'm, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not having a bad time with it. I'm just not blown away by it. Like, I'm playing the Xbox version, which immediately helps me because it's like that, that I so prefer playing with the Xbox controller compared to that PS4 one I did at EGX. It's like it just feels so much better. Mm. Um that, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and there's but then there's something about the look of it as well. As I say, I thought the look on the version we played at EGX was a bit grainy, a bit checkerboardy in places, a bit kind of horrid. Um whereas you know I seem to be getting it's it feel uh, i'm assuming they've changed it since then because it's sm- it, the game generally looks a bit smoother and runs a bit smoother um than what i saw then um so it's like that's that's a positive I feel good about that at least for that infinity ward um but ultimately at the end of the day i don't really have a great deal much more to say than that other than it's another call of duty multiplayer game that doesn't feel like it's really pushing any boundaries it's it, it feels like the same game again. Like the movement is perhaps a little bit more restricted than it has been in the last two years, um, which is fine. I kind of pref- actually prefer Call of Duty weirdly when there's a little less movement. I think Titan. The problem is is that Titanfall does it so much better than Call of Duty ever has. So I, I'm why compete in a weird way. Um, but I, I, I mean, my biggest problem is that I think half the maps are kind of garbage. It's just. It suffers from the classic problem that now there's verticality. There's just too many angles to get shot in the back from. Mm. So you're, pos- you're almost permanently getting shot in the back. Um, and it's, you know, the, the flow of the game feels more like, or oh, who managed to run round the map quicker? Is <laughs> the guy that wins. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's it's a weird old thing. There's one there's one thing I will say that I that I liked the, like that I'm surprised doesn't exist more often in that it has a team deathmatch mode called Frontline, right. um, which is basically team deathmatch. And the normal team deathmatch does exist still, but the, the the only difference here is that you always spawn in a base area. Um, so you always spot your team always spawns in the same place, and when you're in the base area, you are partially armored. So you get you have like double health or something while you're in that zone. The mm-hmm. idea being that the teams are forced to press out from their their areas and have like you know like a front line. There's a front line of combat. So in theory, combat is sort of happening in in a predictable direction, as opposed to the run up and stab you in the back mechanics that 
that COD normally is, and well, that, that kind good. that kind of works. I I had it only seemed to run for a brief period of time, as in it's not on the list anymore right now. So I guess they're testing several modes real real briefly during this beta. Uh, but I, I had a pretty good time with that compared to what how I normally feel about team deathmatch. That does sound cool. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like why not? Why don't more games actually just sort of do that? <laughs> We mean way that more games. Most games do that. It's only Call of Duty's dumb respawn system that does the inverse. I, don't know, but, but I, I just thought most TDM is just like you spawn somewhere random. Just well, I mean, short of TDM, I guess. Well, no, I don't know if that's even always the case in the majority of cases. Maybe it's not like you know, a hundred percent one way or the other. It's a sort of meandering. I went okay. Maybe totally random is a, is is not accurate, but it's a sort of meandering random in that like. If if it, it it sort of moves about every now and then, and the problem with that is, is then you could spawn right behind someone, or someone could spawn right behind you. Yeah, and it's um it's unpredictable in that sense. It doesn't really matter how random it is. It's just like it can random. It can random. <laughs> um, and pretty much everything has that, right? From you know Halo to Call of Duty to Quake to Doom, modern Doom. Uh, you know, it's just always been there. It's just uh, this suddenly strikes me as, huh? What? Why has this never been a thing? I kind of like it. it. Not that it's never been a thing; it has been a thing. It has to have been a thing at some point, yeah. But well, it's, it's just... basically how battlefield games work, except not in team deathmatch. Uh, yeah, team that's what I mean. It's not a. T- it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. A t- it's not a TDM. <laughs> Technically, game, but... conquest in the old version of conquest could be considered a team deathmatch mode because of the way tickets used to work. It's like the flags were just like a bonus on top of kills. To a lesser sites, then. Uh, the flags will pretty much always had more influence like, than the kill rate generally. Ge- well, generally, unless it was a, some of the maps where it's just like real meat grinding. Yeah, sure. 1942 D-Day level, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just that was my one takeaway. I thought that that's kind of neat. Um, I quite liked that. It's just, it's just the balance felt way better. And the frustration levels were a lot lower. Uh, so COD, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, it, it seems, as I say, but I, if I was going to play it with someone, I'd play it with Kippers. Obviously, he's the only other COD player I really know. Um, and even he's a bit lukewarm on this one. Doesn't mean he's not going to play it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't think he went on Black Ops 3. Oh, no, oh, no, he did. No, he did. He did go on Black Ops 3 in the end. Uh, yeah. So there we go. That was my my seg- my convenient beta segue yep. into games. So you don't have to carry on with me if you don't want to. You can move on. <laughs> Dad? Well, apparently we do have to carry on. Oh, we'll carry on with me then, shall we? <laughs> Why? Well, <you've> <laughs> have playing. you not got other things to be playing? <laughs> what else have you been playing? Anything at all? Uh... I've finished GTA 5. Yeah, I noticed. I saw the achievement. I did, yeah. Despite my misgivings about the middle part of the storyline and how that game feels towards the, like, in, in the middle 20 hours, shall we say, of that thing, of I think story. it ends pretty satisfyingly. Yeah, it's fairly solid. After the point where you, like, rescued someone from that wood 
chip factory or whatever, there's a big oh yeah, you get, you get, set piece. You, yes, yes, you, yeah. you save. Okay, spoiler alerts potentially. You save Lamar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From there, it's like yeah, end game is pretty good. Yeah, it's only a few missions, but it, it feels it suddenly feels like it's important and stuff's mm. going on and yeah. Um, the characterization feels right again. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it. Oh, I will say. I think. Okay, I, I need something to go because I haven't looked this up. Because at first, it, that very very last mission has the potential for being a dial-in ending, right? Um, kind of. Yeah. You, you get an A, B, and C choice, mm. uh, and I picked C. Yeah. Um, Everyone does, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it sounded like the most fun. Yeah, I've never um, tried any others. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was going to be my question. Like, no, do, I know. I there... played it twice, and I only ever did it. Did the uh, suicide or whatever? Yeah, Yo, you did see both times. <laughs> yeah. Death wish option. Yeah, yeah death wish um, both times. Yeah. Okay, so we don't know if there's multiple endings. <laughs> oh, there are. I'm sure. I, okay. I, yeah, but I um, haven't seen them because that, that might make me go and do that again. Because I can, if that that mission must play out wildly differently. It yeah. Must do. Yeah, it must do. Yeah. Although I thought I did think it, it like. It wrapped up a little too cleanly for me, like the yeah, sort of like yeah, it's, it's, it's too resolved in 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 some ways. Yeah, it is. But then, but then, kind game. of not, re- but then, kind of not resolved at the same time. But then, in that sort, sort of, of just wondering why off. didn't? Yeah, in that sort of like, well, why didn't you just bloody do this at first? Kind of, yeah, kind of way. Yeah, because you can, because for some reason you're the baddest asses that ever badass in Los Santos. I mean, it, it's pretty satisfying how. I guess spoilers, but like you do the final standoff and then from there on you just have to go around town killing all the people who've been assholes to you <laughs> like in yeah. one fell swoop. That's really cool uh, because that really gets you down how basically every single mission throughout the last third of the game you're just doing whatever these assholes need you to do and not getting anything out of it. And then but then it was so like, easy oh, to do guys. those. Yeah, then it was so easy to do those hits and it's like... It's... In a weird way, it's a bit of an anticlimax, like because it's just sort like, of. Well, it, and that's what makes me sort of thinking, like, say, well, we didn't like these guys, so why didn't we just do this when they became uh, yeah. a problem? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't really. Remember. But are they trying to like weirdly play to our morality in this game to be like, oh, you because know, we don't have to kill everyone, we don't kill people unless we have to. Well, and it's yeah, like, it's like it's built up to the point where it's just like, okay, fine, now we have to kill. Them. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> we've reached the tipping point. Yeah. yeah, and the tipping point was a gigantic, yeah fight basically but yeah but yeah i thought that was satisfying and i then let it i i then let it run the credits yeah which take like 45 minutes of course they do (laughs) i mean this is the amount of people working on that game is ludicrous oh oh my god Uh, it's like it was kind of okay because they like it's when you get to the like the point where they have to list out like a film every single you know song on the soundtrack mm, from, <laughs> from like, every single sake. radio station yeah. in all the detail and that that takes like half the time of that entire credit exactly sequence. and it's like uh, i didn't mind it for a while because i was sort of sat there watching it and it's like okay i get to see these pretty vistas in the background and i can sort of like yeah i can sort of take in what originally made me quite happy with the game you know i can sort of look and go yeah this is technically a very impressive thing and creatively um, just in terms of you know yeah, quarter of an hour in, I'm sort of sat there going, "All right, fine. You've had you had your fill now." <laughs> half an hour, half an hour in, and the music sit, and the music playlist is starting to loop. <laughs> I'm sat yeah. there going, yeah. "Oh God, what, why why am I still sat here? This is longer than Assassin's Creed. Come on, <laughs> it will be, yeah." 
Yeah. Let's just make the text move faster. <laughs> you don't have to watch the whole credits, man. Although no, I, I as it turns don't. out, there was there was nothing really of note at the end. You get that tiny little psychologist report. Oh which, yeah. By the way, also good payoff. I was quite happy that that ends. Yeah, um, that was kind of cool. Although, again, in a sort of very abrupt manner. Um, but then, yeah, yeah just sort of hearing that, that little report for some reason, which I, I guess varies between players, maybe. Oh, totally does, I think, yeah. Mm. I might dip back into it to see what those extra endings are, and there's a, a few achievements which I think might be doable. Mm. I don't know which of the hobbies and past. There's one hobby and pastime I haven't gold medaled apparently at some point, and I don't know which one that is. All right, okay. Um, I don't even know what. I don't even know. In, to some degree, I don't even know what what counts as a hobby and pastime in that game. It thinks there's there's only six, but I'm pretty sure there's more than six like side things you can do. Mm. Like you know, does it count the golf? As, like I guess the golf must <laughs> be one of those. Yeah, the tennis, tennis must be one of those. Darts, maybe. maybe. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about five. the darts. Oh, yeah, there I, are darts. I need to go play, play darts. Because darts. Uh, darts were in four. I, I, you I can, you can go to the you know the bar that Trevor goes to and is apparently barred from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a dartboard at the back. Oh, okay, so, okay. And it does appear on the map. Um, yes, yeah, so you can do that. And then, like, a, a, yeah, so what's the one I'm missing? It might be hunting, is my right. worry. And the hunting is probably the crappest of them all. Yoga? <laughs> you don't get medals for yoga. No. You just sort of do yoga. Mm. Oh, yeah, the hunting with the whole um, whistle stuff, the lures and everything, whatever it's called. I'm not sure I even got to that point with the lures and stuff. No, I, I, got I, to I Yeah. I got yeah. to it where it was like basically saying, hey, take a photo of this and Right. Um, make sure you kill this one with a grenade launcher or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm sure. What's it yeah, called? The hunting whistle thing where you make the sound or the quacky sound or whatever. In real duck life, whistle? duck whistle, I guess. But what do you use for? I'm sure there was a mission where you used something like that, but for deers. Um, I don't think so. I think you just mm. stayed downwind of them in this. Right. Okay. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. Kaka. <laughs> oh no! But no. Oh no! Yeah, no. There was something you had to. Yeah, there, you you blew a whistle that supposedly mimicked a, like a mating call or something. Right. And yeah. Then, and then the, the female would also go, Wah! and then from there that would let you pinpoint where they were. Or... Right. Right. Yeah. I think that was part of you learning to hunt rather than the actual hunting thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, still mixed feelings on the whole thing. Generally, I mean, yeah, I came with it. You know, I'm still, I'm still impressed by it, but I do still wish it plays a little better in its gunplay and its. Yeah, like, right. I, I just found it a hard time to know when I was getting shot. Sometimes, like, mm. I'd just fall over and it'd be like, "Wait, was I, I was hurt?" You know, because the screen doesn't really react. You get a tiny little red speck maybe somewhere on the screen but very faint and the radar sort of just turns red for a second sometimes mm. but that's about it it's actually kind of difficult to know if you're getting hurt 
yeah. during a massive firefight, and that's a bit of a problem. Like sometimes you get a little indication, and that you'll hear something go ah, just very casually. Ow, I got shot. I don't know what they're going to do next, but I guess they've got years and years, so it's fine. And <laughs> yeah. I struggle to think what to point to to improve other than yes. But it's always been the case that it's never had, you know, top class of any individual thing or like the in terms of the gameplay, like the gunplay and stuff. But saying that, the Red Dead gunplay was a lot better than the GTA 4 gunplay by like a mile. And and presumably the Red Dead 2 gunplay will be quite a lot better again. Well, it has to because it's like it's It's more important to the game. Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe they'll bring that to. You know, because I think this one has influence of Red Dead in terms of the gunplay and uh, the cover system. And, yeah, yeah exactly. there's, there's, there's definitely some some so, stuff there, but it's still not quite as good because it's not no, as big it, a focus. In some ways, it's because it's because the game has that animation first focus, right? Everything yeah. that happens has to look good more yeah. than play good. Mm, um, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe there's a way to reconcile that though with somehow. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'd say a lot of the storylines I feel feel quite nice. Even as I say, I feel a lot of the turnarounds are quite sudden, and it's like, oh, suddenly my, like you said, sudden, suddenly my family's back. Well, the it's thing like, is, oh, there wasn't yeah. really a build up to that. There wasn't really like you know the whole Red Dead thing of like, oh no, this is the moment, right? Like no, I mean, we've been building to this. It's just like, oh hi, the kid, the kids have said hello, and I'm saying hello to you, and you seem very unsurprised. Yeah. by this turn of events yeah and now I you're home. like that whole bit of, of getting them all back or whatever that was going for yeah and then, and then, the, and, then out of nowhere. and then them actually be kind of on your side from that moment onwards is kind of nice yeah it's kind of cool but yeah I, I feel like it's a bit weird because like we don't talk this in depth about the stories of m- most games because most games don't try that hard i don't think the story and then and then it's like well it compared to a movie or something it's certainly or a tv show it's certainly up for a lot of criticism like it, there's tons of weirdness to it compared to a, sure something more sure yeah i think that, you know in many ways like the, the 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 choices you have for a conversation like that are somewhat few and far between you know you could yeah. mention walking dead you could yeah. mention bioshock infinite you could mention uncharted i guess um, yeah probably yeah david cage's games you know that that the Quantic Dream stuff, you probably have to talk about it because it's front and center. I guess um, it's like Uncharted is interesting because like it's a kind of adventure movie, right? I guess. Mm. although, And it's a well done one. I think it has, I think it's a bit unfortunate with GTA because it's chosen a genre where some of the best films ever made are in. Like the crime genre, crime and gangster genre. There's like literally like The Godfather and Goodfellas and like and and Reservoir Dogs and like some of the best ever movies are in the crime in that genre. So it's mm. like sort of competing with some of the best, you know, and not managing to compete with some of the best acted and you know made films no. ever. Whereas like Uncharted is like sort of compete with Indiana Jones maybe or whatever. I don't know. Not yeah. that they're bad or anything, but they they're really no, good. I think it's... But... I think there is a GTA has a has an uphill struggle on its hands for doing that, as, rightly because, as you say, yeah, the crime drama is, is the crime genre is just so well, yeah, well trodden now with with classics, mm. and also 
also the open world just because that world is so open it has it has serious pacing and structural problems to overcome mm. to try and achieve that same level of dramatic immersion it's um the the two don't really gel yet like there's something it just in in many ways actually that's true of all open worlds to some degree like you know compared to something like uncharted where it's structured and focused and totally it's like linear yeah yeah exactly they they they, they haven't solved that um, no but i i for me it's worth Mass that Effect trade-off from it too it, that's you know oh, that's another totally. one like yeah. e- e- even if that's even though that's not really open world you could argue it's like it still suffers from it it's hmm. I think I know it's a kind of childish fantasy story or whatever. I think Ocarina actually did quite a good job. I and mean, it's not really open world, but it's like a hub system, I suppose. But like, mm. yeah, it has a sort of a story with a flow and stuff. And it's quite clever how it does the, you know, going the time traveling part changes the world in a way that gives you progression in the environment, even though it's the same open, quote unquote, open world. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, just trying to think. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's it's very subtle in that in that case, isn't it? And mm. you sort of get away with it in fantasy stories because there's never any real there's threat, but there's never any real time problem. Mm. And and, and in, in many ways, actually, when you suddenly put something under pressure, that's where problems arise. Mass Effect is obviously the classic. Oh but, yeah, the race against time. And, and yeah, and GTA stays mostly clear of it. Um, uh, by yeah. only making pressure occur during missions, it's like you don't come yeah. out of a mission and you'll suddenly go, "I've got to go do this right now." No, because that's, that's why the open world is the problem because you're basically making it, <coughs> making stuff. You want to fit a story into a real world, but in like movies and TV shows and stuff, when it's like, and then they went to bed, they just cut away. <laughs> you don't yeah, actually yeah. Have, like in GTA if you want to go to the next mission, it's like you actually have to go there. So that's where I think GTA yeah. has actually made improvements to that structure, like where GTA, the multi-character structure actually does allow yeah. for moments like that, where they can go, no, actually, this guy's like busy today, right He's now. somewhere else that you yeah. can actually go to immediately. Yeah, this guy's, this, yeah. or yeah, the moments where they get the storyline dictates, this guy's busy right now. You can't really do anything with him because he's tied up in some scenario. Go mm. somewhere else. And that gets around that. That's actually pretty great. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, but it, it, it's but it's only a small piece, I think, in the in the, in the puzzle of the problem. I don't think it's necessarily a problem that you can actually solve. No, you might not be able like, to. I, don't, no. I just don't know. The more realistic no. you make the world, the more like unrealistic you have to make the cuts. <laughs> or the more the more um, role playing you expect the player to be. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that is the other classic problem with GTA, where it's like when you're not in a mission and you just go around and shoot stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that kind of breaks the immersion but that's, but that's of the story. kind of discouraged. Yeah, like, it's that not, doesn't it's, happen as much it now. It doesn't really just help because you. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's more believable world, and like that that becomes you don't less want of the fun to be of it. In that scenario. Yeah. yeah, like being being chased by the cops is actually a royal pain it's in the very ass. Very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're ever going to get to the point with GTA where, like, the cops are going to chase you because you broke the speed limit. But, I mean, Mafia will do that. No, I mean, I I was really glad there were plenty of times where I ran red lights and the cops just didn't give him money. Yeah, they don't care. It's like, like, oh, thank thank heavens for that. Which is good. Um, But, yeah. 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 For me, I think the trade-off is, like, worth... I think they could do better. Like, I don't think it's solvable per se, but I think they could... 
continue to improve but i think it's worth it to have an open world because i really like what the freedom of that so compared to a linear game there's, so, there's a weird in a, in a weird way the kind of i have to I, again red dead works the best at this like in my head yeah the open world storytelling thing because because of the technological limitations of the world in which it's set right because yeah there's not as much to do in that world arguably as uh, as as the gta because there's just less that's possible yeah. <laughs> because of the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if you need to get from here to there, it's going to take a while because you're on a horse. Exactly. You know, it's, and it's there's like, no quicker way to get there, is there? Unless yeah, there's a train and, or something. And, you know, a lot of Western fantasy is in, is as much about the travel as it is the things that yeah. happen either way. You know, it's like, it's just that, that form of cinematography and blah, 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 blah. It's mm. that sort of experience, and that works. That is the open world thing. That's fine, yeah. except for when you get an emotional moment, and then you pick a flower and break that emotional moment. <laughs> you know, I can't believe that happened. Oh, that's it's such a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I know that's happened to. <laughs> Everyone goes bummer. on and on about that moment as well. I don't think I, 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 I got. I got good. the first. I got the first lyric of the song. I picked a bluebell, and then it just broke out of the sequence. <laughs> God, God damn it. <laughs> shouldn't have stopped the gather at such an emotional moment i didn't role play it properly but then the gamer in me doesn't really role play properly the gamer in me checks off a list yeah i quite like the role playing aspect of i mean i should do that more i really should I do, do that, that more yeah. um, but that's more my my speed i've always liked that since sort of gordon freeman or whatever <laughs> <laughs> there's no wrong way to be done going for you is there well I, I, I don't know shoot stuff say nothing apart from maybe right at the start at the like, start like yeah, wave yeah. that potato yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the role playing thing with it part of life. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's pretty much it um, we played Jackbox Party Pack 3 last night okay is it the same? Is it the same problem that two had? Right, it's like there's one that continues to be good, and then like the rest would turn out not to be great again. So, actually, it's 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 a little less like that. I think they've they've hit the formula now. Is the is is both the good and bad thing about this, <laughs> right? So uh, the the quiplash style is is basically what this is based on. You know, um, uh, like six to eight player games that can have. Um, have audience elements and things like that. Yeah. It's like, and they they've basically stuck to that. So it's in a in a way, it's less experimental than the first two. Um, so you're 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 kind of less surprised by what's there, but in the same breath, what it ends up being there does end up being better quality overall, but just not as exciting potentially. You know, it's like there's a bit of a been there done that vibe to this, but. But it, but every all of the ideas are kind of still okay. The thing that like in a lot of those cases, the pro- the problem was like it wasn't a matter of whether the actual game was good; it was a matter of content after a certain point. Yeah, I mean, I really <laughs> haven't played it enough, obviously, in in one sitting to to get a feel for that. Yeah. Um. So, like, they they they've they've tried to bring back a trivia game this time it's not you don't know jack they haven't they haven't gone that far mm. um what they've done is they've they've made a sort of smaller package called the uh, trivia murder game which is has like a sort of saw 
style theming to it you know someone in a with a voice mod on it talking in a deep voice and saying he's going to kill you but then every now and then like in the way then you can tell he's actually quite a camp man <laughs> which is pretty hilarious um in the way that it's delivered and stuff like that the actual theming of that is good but it, it ultimately it's like a, it's just a different way of answering trivia questions and um seeing how that works out and if you're uh, basically, the idea is is to get to the ending alive, and if you get a question wrong, you get put into a a killing game, and if you lose the killing game, then your your character is dead. You still play along because there's a way of, but but if you're dead, you have a disadvantage during the end game. Is basically how it works, uh, and you keep going until there's like you, you know, a certain question limit is hit, or only one player is left alive, um, and then you play the end game, which is basically just rapid fire kind of. Um, which of these three answers it's 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 a little bit jack attacky but without the kind of you need to be first element to it so it's like here's three answers which of these three fits the the category um and it could be more than one it could be one two you know you could it's like check boxes rather than there's only one right answer it's like all three of these could be the answer and you have to pick which of them is right and which is wrong and uh and that plays out in a sort of tense final race and that kind of works but it's and it's absolutely fine. I think it's 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 a perfectly serviceable game. It's just not particularly new and exciting. You see what I mean? It's a trivia game with game show trappings and a and an end game that everyone still keeps involved with. It it's it's good. Um. So uh, I, and then I guess another um expansion of that same concept was Gespionage, which is basically a, like a um. It, it, have you seen? Uh, are you familiar with Eight Out of Ten Cats, the Channel Four sort of panel show? Sure. Where um, it's about surveys and it's a you know, family yeah. fortune. Here we go. Um, <laughs> the, the idea is, is it gives you a question, and the idea is you have that one player has to guess what the percentage is um, of that thing. Like how many people have eaten in, in our survey? Ha- um, what percentage of people in our survey have eaten food after they've taken a hair out of it? Uh, it was one of the questions, and for instance, and it's let's you pick your percentage, and then and then the other players ha- just have to guess whether it's higher or lower than that percentage. Very simple, mm-hmm. very serviceable, works, but not really exciting concept. It works, but it's not exciting. Um, uh, what else? What else was in there? Um, one of the more, the, the, I, I think the most interesting one to me was it was uh, a game called Faking It. Um, I think it was called faking it or fakinator or something it had fake faking something um which is actually a quite a, a, a more personal party game um there's no real like right or wrong answers per se uh so the idea it, it, it works with quite a large group of people this one really, really quite well so we had six of us so it was working pretty good um so uh, it's basically a series of of, of question personal questions that the game asks you um which are either you either answer by like raising your hand or holding up a number of fingers or pointing at someone that you think best answers the question uh, or best bets fit, best fits what you've been asked. Um, mm-hmm. And all the players get the same thing apart from one who doesn't get told what the question is. Right. And it then, okay. and, it then and it then becomes a social game for all of the players to agree on who the faker is. Uh, okay. And it's actually pretty great. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun. It, it worked really well because you got into like, it gives you like 30 seconds at the end of each round for everyone to have a bit of a fight. And the, the decision has to be unanimous. 
So everyone who isn't the faker has to vote for the faker in order for it to accept it as the answer. If if your opinion in the group is split, the faker gets away with it. Right, yeah, of course. So so it creates a discussion, it creates a conversation. There's a there's a defense, there's an offense. It it's it, like it it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That so yeah, that to me was like the highlight. It, it's pretty <laughs> it's a pretty fun thing. It does sound cool. I mean, there was one about like some of it is a little open to interpretation, but there was apparently I got found out on a question. Like I was the fake in run round, and the question that came up was, "Have you pooped today?" Lovely. <laughs> and and like there was a mixture of people putting their hands up and down, and like like you know I I kept my hand down during that. I didn't know what was going on at this point, and uh, um and then and then immediately as the soon as the round end kippers for some reason just goes it's Rob sorry what <laughs> he lived in the same house with you for many years he probably <laughs> has a quite a decent interpretation of how often you poop it's just like, what is, I, don't, I don't know it's just kind of based on nothing like how would you remember why would you remember that why would you remember what, what do you mean why would you remember that but <laughs> Why would that be in your conscious memory? Like, Who knows how regular you are. <laughs> I can't say I remember your crap habits when we lived together for like crap three habits. years or however much it was. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know Gnome's crap habits. Sorry, Gnome. <laughs> you probably don't. You probably do. You just don't recognise yeah. it. Maybe. <laughs> like if you took the time to think about it, you probably could work it out quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but Kippus was like, immediately, it's Rob. And then everyone just went along with him, and I'm like, just like, well, I'm out. <laughs> there, there were some good ones, though, that had us fooled for a while. There was a round where, um, there's, there's a round where you have to point at, the, there's a, you have to point at someone who best fits the answer. And the question was, who, who in the room is most likely to use the word bro? And <laughs> so then you're basically everyone is pointing at literally anyone because <laughs> it'd be like <laughs> the most uselessly relevant question. Well, no, what actually happened was is that the room pointed at either myself or Kippers. Sure. Um, you know, because we were brothers. Well, I'm not sure that's why. <laughs> no, but, uh, but, <laughs> but yes, that also makes but sense. But that sort of happened, yeah. And, and then Kippers and I also pointed at each other. <laughs> And, and during that round, Kippers was the faker, and he just got super lucky and pointed at me. And it's like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but it gives, the faker has like three questions where he is the faker, so you do have this sort of narrowing down as you go, if you see what I mean. So he's always the, he's the faker for three questions in a row. And if oh, we and if in we, a row, right? Yeah, and if weird. and if we don't, if, so if we're not if we don't pick him out in the first two questions, we still have a third chance to figure out that it's him. You so you get score if you. Yeah, you get you get a, you get more score for the long the, the 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 more rounds you last as the faker, basically. But you have a maximum of three, and you get like a a big bonus if you succeed, basically. I mean, the only I guess the only flaw in the game in terms of um, a scoring structure is that the faker is totally random every time. There's no like. If you've been the faker, you can't be the faker again. Oh, yeah, but then that would also be a process of elimination. Exactly. Because then you'd yeah. like whoever became the faker last would automatically lose. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there was, there was one game where, where, where we made John was the faker twice in a row, for instance, and that really threw us. Because it's just like, it can't possibly be, can it? Well, then it's like, you might as well not even have that be a scoring game. Uh, yeah, it's, in, some, in some respects, you're right. Yeah, but it's. Or like. It's, it, like and use the old like name login system and have it score forever rather than in like a percentage success rate or yeah. something yeah just have it play in little rounds maybe 
Yeah. Just have it play for as long as you want and then just be like, what are our stats today? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. Um, uh, and the, the, they, there is a drawing game, but yeah. it's but it's it's not really a competition, this one. This one's just funny. Um, but it does rely on the player's own creativity because it basically, like, unlike Drawful where, and Bidiots, where it's giving you something to draw, um, it basically asks you, here, draw three, gra- th- draw three things. Go nuts. You've got 90 seconds, draw three free images. They can be anything you want. And you can press a button on screen for it to give you some inspiration. Like, here's a suggestion of mm-hmm. something to draw. But it just goes, yeah, draw three things. And then once you've done that, it goes, right, I'm going to give you another 60 seconds. Write as many random phrases as you can. Like, just anything. can be anything. You can, we'll give you suggestions again if you want them, but just write some stuff. It then randomly dishes out the images and the slogans to all the players, and they have to then match them up to make a T-shirt. Like, so image and slogan, basically. Mm. Um, and then you go through a voting competition to decide which of them is the best. And there were some funny ones. Like in 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 a in a weird way, I don't think the concept should really work, right? It sounds not that interesting, but it did keep us laughing for a few rounds. It was it was it was pretty funny. I think it's kind of unnecessary to have it do both. Like it could it could have still had, like it almost would have been better <laughs> to make it like a two round structure, where in one round you draw a bunch of pictures and it gives you slogans and then the other round you make the slogans and it just cr- drops in a load of random pictures. You don't have to force to have people do everything at once, I don't think. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. You might, you might be right. It might have been better if it had some a little more guidance. Um, I mean, it themes it well. It themes it like a um, sort of Japanese sort of like Kung Fu Panda sort of anime. Like, not really like through the CG kind of banner, but that's sort of like, you know, bit one finger death punch. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that, that's quite nice. Oh, my phone's ringing and I didn't turn off my ringer. I'll, I'll have to pick that up later. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was quite good. I thought it was quite good. I'll, I'll show you some of the, t- like the, the good thing is, is the website keeps track of all the galleries of t-shirts you make yeah. so, so you can, so you can view them later. And if you want, buy them for reals. <laughs> so if you make something genius, you can keep it forever. Still not ever going to be able to defeat the originals. No, draw, Drawful is still a classic. Yep. And Drawful 2 is, is pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, just it's the same, same thing with two colors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Darkbox Party, th- Party Pack 3. It's pretty good, just not very experimental this time. Um, it doesn't have, like, Bomb Squad, or whatever that game was called. Sure. You know, they, they tried different things in 2. But that, that, like, wasn't a game that belonged in that pack. It was just like, here's a, here's a, here's an indie game we made and then just shoved in here. I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, it does have Quiplash, Quiplash 2. Is one of the other things, so you know, just different questions. Yeah, um, it's just quiplash. It's still quiplash. Yeah, <laughs> but they had was it? It was quiplash XL, wasn't it? In the well, yeah, but that's just and the fibbage, same again. And, and fibbage two in the just last like here's pack. some more questions. Yeah, <laughs> they might as well not even bothering numbers on it. It's just like here's quiplash again. You sort of want one that just basically like if you like if it knows you've got quiplash two right, that it could just like pull in all the quiplash. Other stuff that's installed. Well, right? yeah. yeah. 
more content. Yeah, just just randomize it up a bit. I know this is their thing now, and it's a success for them. But I really want them to make a proper you don't know Jack game with controllers, not bloody devices. Mm. Well, they could still make it with devices. It would just have to not be. They'd have to basically go back to old you don't know Jack again, <laughs> make it a buzzing or something, or have an app that runs locally on your phone and like uses a local network. Yeah. To- to actually be, the the problem was not that it didn't work. The problem was the lag. Yeah, it was too, it was too unpredictable, and made the jack attack impossible. Yeah, <coughs> like they can make you don't know jack. They just have to make it actually function with the lag in some way. Yeah, or at least you know allow devices and allow controllers. What's the harm, right? Just do both. Well, but then you're like you're then half of people have lag. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do, don't allow you to mix it. Like have a controller game or a device game. Right. Because surely adding controller version of that game really isn't hard. Well, no, it shouldn't be. If you've already gone to the effort of making the bloody device game. Because <laughs> it's a real bugger. Because I'd quite like to play some of what was in, what was it, 2015 edition? Or 2014 edition? You don't know, Jack? Whatever was in the first pack. Mm. But it's just like, I don't know, the, the whole device element of it makes that really not that interesting. And it's not as good, even from a presentation point of view, as the PS3 version. The PS3 version is the PS3 version is killer. I'm out. I'm done. That's all I've got to talk about. Overwatch oh, Halloween is happening. There's loot to get. Get some loot. There we go. What have you been playing, Zag? Well. <laughs> Rocket League's Halloween is happening. Get some Halloween loot. <coughs> is it good? Well, you know, it's <laughs> not really. Loot in Rocket League doesn't very matter, does it? No. But... And of course, it's the same problem that happens every time. Literally, everyone is using the trail. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. Automatically not cool. Does, does it make a funny noise? Not really. Oh. It's like spooky green ghostly glow with skulls and stuff I okay. guess makes a kind of skeleton noise no candy corn no I think the candy corn's actually better <laughs> probably <laughs> as it, a had, it had bats in it yeah which was kind of weird it could have been could have been just candy corn they had to combine it with bats could have made two separate trails <laughs> the bat trail not to be confused with bat well you put the bat trail on the Batmobile yep if only but you can't mm. can't attach attachments to the official cars yeah so yeah, that's happening. And, you know, they've decided, apparently, that after this year, you're not going to be able to get last year's Halloween stuff next year. Oh, what? <laughs> apparently. Wait, so this is you can get the original Halloween stuff at the moment, but yeah. they're not doing that again? Apparently, it's going... Like, is it's it like a two-year window? Yeah, it's like a two-year shifting window, I guess. Weird. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know why they'd even... Bought that. Why, would you, why would you say that? That's yeah. just... Mm. And why? Why would it matter? I mean, I suppose they to want... increase the probability of you getting the new stuff. Well, I suppose they want to like incentivize market trading. I guess. I guess. But do they have the money? System <laughs> no, I don't, for that I don't think they do. No. But it's like they want to incentivize people to trade, but they're not actually benefiting from it yet. I guess mm. unless unless they like. Release the previous year's Halloween's as DLC at some point. <laughs> that would be super weird. 
I mean, the, the only thing they have really for that is the crates, right? And I'm yeah. assuming none of this appears in crates, or have they made a Halloween crate? Well, I mean, you could argue that technically they do have some amount of money-making capability from the crates, because naturally, in the same way as TF2, now everything you can trade is rated in keys, mm. where it's like, oh, this is worth so many keys. Oh, I get it, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So essentially, they're like uh, people are buying a bunch of keys as a currency to trade other <laughs> items for. <laughs> right. So technically, they are making money from it at that point, <laughs> I guess. Sure. The filth market returns. Yep. I mean, it's, I, it's just like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Especially, I mean, in TF2, there was like actual weapons that had functions, and the, yeah, there was a bunch of cosmetic shit as well, but. <laughs> The cosmetic stuff was the expensive stuff. Sure, because it was super rare, but it's just like, in Rocket League, it doesn't matter at all. Not even slightly. Not even any percentage of it matters. That's unless you count hitboxes. Same, same as Counter-Strike. None of those skins matter. Oh, yeah, but we've always said that they theoretically could. <laughs> but that, that's not why people care. No. They theoretically could. I mean, yeah. I mean, surely you just use black if you had, like... Yes, exactly. Brown. Mm. Maximum blending in with dirt. <laughs> so yeah there was that so Rocket League is Rocket League yep still something happened oh yeah the rank thing uh, happened last yes. week I guess they shifted the boundaries of the ranks downwards slightly so everyone just went up in rank suddenly Woo. which was weird because I was playing at the time they <laughs> made the hot things I was like I lost like 10 games in a row won one game and then I ranked up an entire rank for some reason <laughs> didn't know what was happening but yeah, that was what they did. They shifted it all downwards. Because apparently people in the top few divisions didn't have enough people to play against, so their matchmaking was taking forever, which I guess makes sense. So they've just, they've just lowered the ceiling. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And naturally, a few of those people were annoyed about it. Where it's like, oh, you're making our exclusive club less exclusive. <laughs> yeah, but you were complaining about your exclusive club being <laughs> yep. exclusive. That's the, that's the problem. Mm. If you don't like only playing against a small number of people, then you have to allow more people to yeah. enter. Can't have it both ways, matey. So yeah, the dream team might make it the blue, even though blue is not really blue any longer. Mm. <laughs> we got an easy path to blue. Yeah. I don't feel good about it. It's fine. I feel indifferent about it. No, exactly. You don't actually care. No, I don't feel... You might care when the actual season ends and then the trails or whatever they hand out this one comes out and you're like, ah. Oh. That, yeah, that's, that's the incredibly minor amount of caring that might happen. You might not get a slightly fancier item. Do we, if we get the blue ones, do we not get the do we get all the ones under it as yeah, well? You should do. Okay. It's what happened in season two. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. Not, not for season one though. I think I used the silver one just because it was silver, just because it's so it's not gold. Yeah, because it looks better. Yeah. And the the blue one's probably okay. It's not gold, which is you know better. Gold. The gold one is bad. Gold. gold. Uh, if, if it made that noise whenever you boosted, I'd, be, I'd probably yeah, be on board. I know you would. Gold. Hundred percent. Um, I should do that. Spend our barely get on the phone to Rocket League because that's an obvious crossover. <laughs> uh, what else? I. Well, I, for some reason, played the demo of Pokemon Sun and Moon because there was a demo of it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I made a demo, yeah. And for a, the weird thing, I mean, it was okay. it's like a, it's a super generic demo. I mean, 
it's weird because they, you know i guess thinking of actually there being a demo of pokemon is kind of weird in itself i mm. suppose even though they could have done it for the last one easily i don't know if they did for, i don't think they did it for x and y i'm pretty sure they didn't Assuming they just want to show you what's different, right? That's, I mean, that's well, what, not that's, really. That's, though, that's the <laughs> They show the incredibly generic, obvious, like basically exactly how it plays exactly the same as every other Pokemon ever, and it's like they don't even show any of the. I mean, they show like the Pokemon that they give you in the demo is a special one that has like a weird. It's not even like a mega evolution. It's it's basically specific to this one specific Pokemon, hmm. and it's only based on like something that happened in the anime. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> right. It's like it's literally Ash's Greninja, and it has a transformation that changes it into Ash Greninja. And it's like what? <laughs> it's a reference to one specific thing that happened in the cartoon one time, <laughs> and they made this whole thing for it. It's not even like a mega evolution, even though it basically is a mega evolution, essentially. Mm. And then, yeah. and then you know, they also slip in there. You get to use a Pikachu for a while and do do the stupid Pikachu Z move, the like ultimate attack. Oh or yes, yeah, yeah. That's the I keep forgetting about that. And that's the only real new thing, I suppose. Mm. It's like, oh, look at this fancy move. It's not like it's basically a Mega Revolution, essentially same function. It just makes you makes one of your moves more powerful, a, a special move. Mm. Whereas Mega Revolution just makes you more powerful in general, I suppose. And sometimes slightly alters stats, but yeah, but do they? Do, I never really understand how does that actually function. How do mega megas function in Pokemon? Do you stay mega? Well, the mega revolution is like it only, it only tr- happens during the battle, so it goes away at the end of the battle. Mm. So it's basically like a toggle. You can toggle into mega mode, and then in a lot of cases, your stats change slightly, and like maybe your ability changes. So is that like, is, that, is that something that you? Does it take a turn to do? I or? don't remember <laughs> whether it does or not. I mm. don't think it does. I think you can just top trigger it. I don't think you can go back after you've triggered it. Right, okay. So like so it persists until the battle is over. You commit to it at least. But yeah, it's not that amazing. Either. And like Z moves don't seem... Well, the trouble with it is it, it doesn't seem... It doesn't give you any indication of like what the limit is. It's like you can only use it once for battle. That's the limit of the Z move. But I mean, the whole point of using an uber powerful move is that you're just going to use it to end the battle. <laughs> mm. So that's like not. But then it's like you get an item. He gives you the special item, which is like the bracelet, the Z bracelet thing, and you get the Z stone for ele- electricity, which I presume is there's going to be one for every type. But it's like there's no, like there's no indication of how limited that is. It's just mm. like you just get it. Presumably you're going to get them through the course of the story, all the different types. Like, I mean, because the Mega Revolutions... Can you only use them once per battle, or can you just well, spam the, them out? You can only or... use the move once per battle. Right, yeah. But then I, it's like, does that... Can you switch in a different Pokemon that's the same type and use its ultimate move? Because you're wearing the electric Because you're wearing bracelet. the right type yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, good question. And the thing about Mega Revolution was the... In order for to be able to, I think it was all. I think this is applied in all cases. But in, in order to be able to mega evolve, they had to be holding a special item that was of their. It wasn't even typed. It was specific to that one Pokemon. So, it's like, if you wanted to mega evolve Venusaur, you had to have the Venusaur Mega Evolution Stone, and it had to be holding it. And then you you had an item, but it was relevant because you just got that through the story. 
So it's like, and you know, that's occupying your that Pokemon's item slot, which can matter because they can hold one item, and that can be a tactical thing in itself. So you were you were choosing between like holding an item and being able to Mega Evolve, essentially. Mm. So yeah, Z moves don't seem like, or from the, this way they're shown in the demo, you don't know whether there's going to be, you know more limitations than it seems like there is because mm. it seems like it was just like why would you not just use that in every battle because then you can only use it once per battle but why not in every battle yeah <laughs> so, so is that out Sun and Moon? no it's coming out sometime shortly yeah, as it's this year still isn't yeah, it yeah it's yeah. in november at yeah, some yeah. point yeah. but that's the other thing that's weird about this demo because as much as the actual demo-ness of it is kind of generic there's a little, like there's a special mini game where you have to try and catch as many Pokemon as you can because they wanted to show how you can catch Pokemon, <laughs> which is exactly the same as it's always been. You hit them until they're weak and you throw a Pokemon at Amazing. But then, like, yeah, <laughs> the, the weird thing that I thought was strange about this demo is um, unlike most 3DS demos, it's not a limited-use demo. Oh, okay. And the yeah. reason for that is because they've in the in the, like, area of the world you can access... <laughs> They've put in a bunch of people after you've done like the run through of the demo story thing and it's gone into sort of open world mode, mode, except there's nothing to do. Throughout the world, there's just people who are like, come back in some number of days and I'll give you something to take into the full version. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yep, yeah, that's how they're going to try and build hype hmm. <laughs> by making you remember to turn on your 3DS and go back into the demo version for, for like the next couple of weeks. Right. Like daily bonus. <laughs> yeah. Not quite daily though. I think they probably should have made it daily because it's a bit like make a note on your calendar where it's like, oh, come back in five days if oh. you fucking remember to. Oh, that's even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit weird and a bit like devoid of actual stuff, I guess. And like all the Pokemon they put in, I mean, they're all new Pokemon apart from Greninja, obviously that's an old one, but all the enemy and Pikachu, I suppose. <laughs> all the enemy Pokemon are the new ones. But they're all like kind of generic new ones. Like, oh look, here's the Pidgey equivalent. It's just a bird. <laughs> right. <laughs> here's the Rotata equivalent. It's basically a mongoose. Not very interesting. They didn't even throw in like some giant legendary for a moment or anything. They have a boss fight at the end, but it's just like what is probably a second stage evolution of a small dragon type Pokemon that's yeah, not very yeah. interesting either. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, Pokemon's one of those things that you don't really. I don't, I don't know how you would make a good demo, really. Like, sort of like just throwing you into random scenarios. It's like, no, you have this thing. Go. Well, yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to show it off, you'd have to be like throwing you into a rent into like. I mean, you could build a like a special thing that only have. It wouldn't have to be like part of the actual story. It could be a like demo only thing, kind of like Bravely Default did it where it used the world, but it made up its own like mini story for the demo that wasn't actually part of the main story. I think you, that would be how you'd have to do it with Pokemon. You'd be like, oh, look, you've got a team of three level 70 Pokemon and they have all these awesome moves and go defeat this big boss enemy just, to, just because you'd want to see the flashy parts. Mm. And that'd be like, that's probably how you'd have to do it. Because demoing the start of the game, it's where it's the, at the most generic and boring. Where you get like Pidgeys and Rattatas, it's like, oh, I'm going to hit you with Tackle. Fucking woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but then those low level ones grow quite fast and evolve quite fast and then you suddenly get hooked into the concept of the game well yes that, but that's too much for an MMO. that's still like several hours yeah. of actual <laughs> gameplay sure. like, i wonder if they would have to snapshot you like at that point right it's like you already have a team you're already sort of doing you're about to take on your first gym or something or yeah Something like that. A fight you can't win, maybe, at that point in time. Yeah, maybe. And then the demo ends with you losing. Yeah. Ah, you're going to have to get better. Come back and train for real in <laughs> Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, exactly. Something along those lines would have made more sense, maybe. Oh my gosh, have you got a Hoover going on in your end, Dad? Yep. It's piercing my ears. Yep. I can't hear anything. Can you not hear it? Nope. Maybe it's turned down quite a lot in my headphones. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Yeah, there's a Hoover. Okay. Um, Hi, Henry. What else? So there was that. Uh, I didn't really play much of anything else, I suppose. Just like bits and pieces of the things I've been continuing to play. I went back into Factorio and basically I pretty much decided to give up on that last achievement, which is annoying because it's the last mm. one. Because <laughs> it's like... So you're not going to get your S rank. No. It's just like it's so many goddamn circuits that you have to make and it's really just a matter of just sitting there and waiting for it to happen. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So yeah. when I went back into Factorio, I was like, Fuck it, I'm going to go mod it again. <laughs> Fuck around some more mods. I thought you'd, you'd probably come over tonight and just left it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the trouble is you can't really do that because at a certain point there is like, you do have to, the mineral fields expire and you have to move all your mining to a new field and mm. the enemies will theoretically, potentially, eventually break through your defences. Theoretically. And then you'd be screwed if you weren't there. So I went back in and modded it and messed around with it. I've been trying to like, see you I've been trying to try a couple more of the major, like, mod pack. Well, not exactly mod packs. The mods that are more, like, full overhauls or, like, major restructuring. Not just, like, a, like pick and mixing added things. Like, they're designed to be a... Because, like, the previous one, the first, the first time I modded it, where I did the major one, where it's just, like, a shit ton of new resources and new processing of resources and all that. Mm. Uh, I think I maybe like, you know, maybe I made a bad decision by doing the best one first. Because it's like all these other ones, you go and you're like, oh, this only has two more random resources, fish. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the nine resources I had in this other one? <laughs> pish. Yep, pish. But, you know, I've been trying this one which only has two added resources, but it seems to make a lot of use of those two resources. So there's quite a lot of different processes to go through and it's not as extensive. And it also seems it's sort of a problem of the other mod as well. And all the a, a third mod that I tried as, as well for a short period is that the, the mods always are just sort of naturally going to have a problem with balance. Whereas like mainly because in Factory, the only, the only thing you the only way to reward you for doing something more complicated is to make everything more good <laughs> where it's like oh this fa this factory is like 500 percent better than a regular factory but it requires all these fancy resources but then once you get the fancy resources you get the 500 percent better factory every other one is now irrelevant and you're only focused on that one and because it's so much better it's just made all your production lines better and everything is just better and you just get more of everything and it's like that's not necessarily very easy to balance at a certain point because it's just like doesn't you just get more of everything mm. <laughs> it's not very, it's like once you're once you in the old it's like even in regular factory without mods it's like once you have once you've 
built a base that's capable of making red belts. Why not just use red belts everywhere? Why are you ever going to use yellow belts? They're just slower. Yeah. <laughs> once, once you upgrade, yeah, what's the point? This, is, there, is there no, I guess there's no like Infinite Factory style or you need to time this. So, no. So it doesn't well, I mean, or... Theoretically, you can. Because <laughs> at a certain point, if you want to do maths, I suppose, in fact, or you can be like, okay, so this this final product uses these resources, and then these resources use these resources, and then you multiply it out and be like, so I need six factories making gears in order for this factory to make one per second or whatever, and then you calculate it so it's balanced. But, you know, you don't have to. You could just be like, oh, you could just build it and then be like, oh, I'm not making enough gears. I'll just add more gears factories until I'm making enough gears. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Factorio. I did actually go back to Infinite Factory because there was achievements in that that I didn't have that had been added after the last time I played. No, oh, okay. <laughs> that one I did 100% <laughs> because that's not very difficult. In fact, the last four achievements, there was one for doing a specific thing in a specific level, which was the one that was like, oh, that's it. that's a, like basically a challenge achievement. Mm. It's like complete this level using only two welders, so you have to be slightly fancy okay. about your solution. Dodgy and rotating and yeah, returning and yeah, be clever about it. And then the other three achievements were, were for completing workshop le- workshop levels, mm. which is you know kind of interesting because it's new stuff, new goals. Yeah, there was one of those achievements in Doom where it was like play five. It, it didn't say complete, admittedly, it just said play. <laughs> just load into them. Didn't yeah, <laughs> play five Snapchat level. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> Not Snapchat. Snapchat levels. Oh, it's called Snapmat. Yep. Snapmat. Um. <laughs> Play five snap map levels, and it didn't even give me that achievement. <laughs> maybe it does. Maybe it does have a time. Yeah. Maybe you did play them for long enough. Well, I, did, I played them. I gave them all a fair go. <laughs> okay, and it just loaded me in and go no. Or maybe it only detects like some kind of game completion or something. I so don't you, know. if the map yeah. doesn't complete properly or something. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I went in and played some Infinity Factory Workshop levels, and that has the sort of classic problem with user-made levels where they basically fall into three categories where it's like they're either way too easy because they're made by people who didn't like fully grasp everything or something mm, yeah there's a, there's a workaround that, that they didn't that know they didn't, yeah. yeah or they're way too hard because they're made by people who do know everything and they designed the level specifically to be incredibly difficult mm. or the third option where they're only possible to finish due to some weird exploit that's not actually really part of the game <laughs> right they're like the super hard level <laughs> yeah i don't think i i don't i like just by looking at them i sort of think i managed to avoid any particularly super hard ones i think i managed to avoid the exploit levels mm. There's a couple that used weird, like, not exactly exploits, but, like, weird glitches in the way you can make levels. Like, there's one where there's these grinding machines where normally you put one block in and it gets grinded into a shape, and then you use that shape on a part of the machine. Sure. They're in the standard levels. But they used the, like, the shell of the grinding machine basically as a, as a cover to hide the fact that, like, there was an extra input inside the machine. So you put in one block that would go into a hidden exit... And, and while it was going into the hidden exit, it would trigger a thing that would push out a different block. So it looked like it was transforming as it was going through the machine. Weird. I tried to do that once with like one of my le- early workshop levels where I was trying to use, you hide it so like as the block pushes in, it knocks against the thing which pushes another thing out. Oh, it's to do it without an exploit. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, not exactly. 
it's not exactly an exploit. It's just like, but the way they made it in this level because it was clipped inside this thing, mm. you can see how it was but functioning, it was it, yeah. and you can interfere with it. I suppose is the other reason to do it like that, because <laughs> otherwise you probably could interfere with it. Just put something in the way. <laughs> yes, unless you just box it off. Yeah, but you know, once you once you see what it's doing, you can see that it doesn't work a hundred percent. Where it's just like you can see it's kind of dodgy. <laughs> mm. But you know, it was a good idea. It wasn't a very interesting level, but <laughs> still pretty easy to make. <laughs> there was a couple of good ones. The main thing that's weird about the like user-made levels is they you can do things that I guess they kind of didn't want to do in the actual game. Like there's a couple of levels like well, there's one level where it's like you're enclosed in an incredibly tiny room and you have to try and build a functioning machine inside that room to do a thing and it's like that's i'm not sure that was like i don't think the environments were meant to be a constraint in the progress of the normal game right there was a couple levels where it sort of got in the way but not really not like that and there was another level like that where you're in it's like these two enclosed rooms and there's like a single block width tunnel in between them and you can teleport in between them using a teleporter. Mm. But you have to like work out a way to shove the right number of blocks through this tunnel whilst also avoiding a laser and stuff. Mm. And it's like it's sort of that one that one was arguably a case where it did require you to use like mechanics that aren't strictly part of the game. Like the way I did it was I ended up having to use like a timer and a latch essentially. Where it's like the laser, because you ha- you have to use the late, you have to fire the laser through the tunnel to cut the blocks down to size. But then when you want to push the blocks through, you have to turn the laser off essentially. So they can go through back through the tunnel. But the laser was currently yeah. occupied. So you you know you just make a timer so it fires the laser a certain number of times, and then it latches into non-laser firing mode. <laughs> so you have to make a latch essentially, but that, that like that then triggers the movement as well in a yeah. certain way, or do you just time the whole thing to be in sync with itself? You can you can like link the latch up to the other side and stuff, but it's just. Like, I don't consider that to strictly be necessary. I don't really like those kind of solutions where you're like exploiting stuff that's not just built in. Like the fact that you have, because the sensors used to be limited by they only sense when a block was in front of them, and then in one of the later levels they give you a counter block that counts how many blocks have gone past, so you can do more advanced sensing. Right. But the way you used to do that was you just use the regular sensor, but then have like a track that pushed a block forwards every time it got sensed until that block went in front of a sensor. Oh, okay. So you can build a counter using blocks. And it's like, that's the kind of thing that I don't necessarily like. I mean, it's ingenious and it's kind of cool that you can do it, but I prefer the puzzles to be built within the mechanics of the actual blocks they give you, not like some weird combination of those blocks. Not to try and replace a block's role by the others. Yeah. I, mm, I don't know how I feel about that, actually. That, that's. I mean, it, I, it, I think, I'm, I think I'm a bit torn. Cause I mean, because it, it's, it's awesome in some respects, because it's like, yeah, you are using the built in game mechanics to achieve something more than it was intended. Yeah. I mean, but, I but mean that's, that's why. That's cool. I mean, right? that's why those levels. That's why the, that doesn't happen during the normal game, I mm. guess, because they didn't want to have to, like, well, because these puzzles are meant to be open ended, they didn't want to ever have to say to you, build a latch, here's how you do it, because we're going to have to tell you how to do it, because it's not obvious. Mm. They just give you a block for it, or like the counter. They don't want to have to say, for this level, you're going to have to come up with a way to count blocks, and here's, you just have to use the regular <laughs> blocks and figure out a way to do it. Mm. I suppose that's like, 
that's the reason why they wouldn't appear like that in the regular game. But the fact that you can do it means that people have made levels based around it in the workshop, I suppose. Sure. In some respects, sometimes it's about the quality of the description, but of the level prep to give you just the right hint. That... Yeah, I guess. But again, it's just like that's why that's why when they made the counter block, it was like these levels are based around the counter block. Mm. Technically, you can do them without the counter block because you don't need you can just build you a counter build yourself. A counter. Yeah. <laughs> but for normal people who aren't crazy, here's a fucking block to do it. <laughs> Small <laughs> footprint, presumably. Well, yes, technically. <laughs> if you're going for that score. So yeah, I got through those. I considered going and actually making some more levels. Because I haven't I didn't go back into the level creator after they released the proper level creator. Oh right. Like the like the real level creator that maybe they actually used to make the game. <laughs> it has all the fancy tools to be able to make proper terrain and stuff, rather than just operating in that one room that you got in the level editor originally. Didn't go back into that. You can even pick what background music the level has. doesn't even have to match to the background of the level. <laughs> no, right. Okay, yeah. That's, I, I quite like it when games do that. It's like a bit like the Smash Brothers thing, isn't it? Where it's like, hey, you can, you can pick music for your creation. Yeah. And then I, I don't know what else. I suppose I've played some amount of Etrian Odyssey still. Got past the bit of grinding I was doing and got onto some new stuff. <laughs> but it's still grinding, I suppose. <laughs> At a certain point, all I'm using is just grinding. And that was more or less it. I'm still waiting for the next games, which are about to happen, I suppose. <laughs> Battlefield. Is yep. that the next step? Battlefield? Se- seems like it. I'm, you know, I'm also... The start of November, it will be roller coaster time, planet coaster. Oh, yes, yeah. Once that actually comes out, I keep forgetting about that. Dan, you've been playing Civ 6. Yes. Oh, have you? I saw the achievements. <laughs> this is how I find out what Dan's been playing. Why do you monitor my stupid Steam achievements? It's just in my activity feed. I just look at the activity feed to see what everyone's playing, and <laughs> your ones just have to be in there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Couldn't resist getting it on the launch day i was like mm, i'm gonna download it but it was like 11 o'clock at night it was like i'm gonna download it and play this <laughs> dangerous yeah <laughs> real dangerous well, well i played the tutorial and it bugged it bugged out and i went to sleep and then okay. the next day i start an actual game um yesterday so yeah uh it's civilization i like it so far i like i really like but is that the problem is it just civilization, civilization? Again. No, I mean, I really like that they unpack the cities. I think the districts thing is really, really cool. Um, I sort of like it as as an idea. I don't necessarily like it uh, the way you like the scale. I'm liking it. In, it's always I'm the problem. Liking it in practice. It's just like yeah, cities it is. were one tile because it because they had because it made sense for the scale, even though the scale didn't make sense even at that point. <laughs> yeah, and now you've got these cities that are spread across like eight tiles and. It's even more ridiculous. But cities do spread in reality eventually. Well, like London spread would spread across like like probably ten civ towns. Well, I mean, I would have made it so that I wouldn't have called them districts. I would have just called them towns, and then you, that's the problem solved. Yeah, I guess like so. Sub cities, but they have specific 
used to, so it makes sense. Makes them yeah. weird if they were towns. If they were yeah. towns, yeah. I think it, I think it works. I mean, it's never. I mean, it's not even close to being realistic. It never was really. No. Uh, but I think it makes sense. I I really like this, and I also the the fact that they've um, ditched workers and they have the new builders is way better for me. Oh, okay. Um, so they ditched workers, but then they've renamed them. No, them no, no, no. Different way they work. Presumably, yeah. Okay, so what? Yeah. What? What are the key differences? They so the way they have yeah. like three charges. Basically, they, they have three charges and they expire. That's and like they worse. Can, yeah. And they, no, it's way better because they complete their um thing instantly. So you don't have to micromanage them at all, or have them like, working uh, and then moving well, around. So no, the trouble is, you do have to micromanage them more. You can't basically do. set them to auto any longer. No, no, you just do build a thing there and then there and then there and then you're done. And then you build a new builder for so more improvements. You literally have to wait around them more because you can't auto. That does sound like Yeah, but work, you don't have yeah. to wait for them to... Um, you don't have you to know. wait, sure, but waiting doesn't actually take any time because it's not like... At the end of your turn, if everything's done, you just go to the next turn. Well, yeah, in C5, <laughs> it wouldn't suggest that you could use that unit, right? Unless no, until it was done. Until it was so done. You, you yeah, that's true. But then, you like, you always had to make those decisions of what, like where to move the work and extra Well, you stuff, didn't, I suppose. if you automated. Except who plays automated. <laughs> yeah, if you automated, but that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't... No, I never played auto. So now you don't, because no one wants to auto because it's like... Well, see, the trouble yeah. is that this was a problem that was solved in Alpha Centuri, where you could you could auto, but you could have specific auto settings where you'd be like, uh, never build mines or so never complicated. build... complicated. So you could just turn off everything except for roads if you wanted and just have them automatically build roads between all your Screw settings. Screw it. Screw it. I like the builders. that like, And they don't build roads. You There's traders build the roads, which makes sense. And you that kind of automatically between the... Um, so you just go farm, you know, camp... If traders build the roads automatically boom. between places, what if you need to build a road to your front line? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't I haven't figured that one out yet. I don't I don't know the answer to that mm. yet. I think there is a way to do that. I think you need a technology to do that though, or something, and you Probably. can build a special unit Makes for sense, it. I guess. Like, separate from like builders. some kind of civil engineering yeah, technology like type thing. Road kind of I mean, trade road roads make sense. It's just like the trade route becomes yeah, a road. Turns that into a road. <laughs> yeah. And they and it speeds up you know any unit moving over the road so as a like tertiary additional benefit but i don't know how you build roads to the front i think you need a different unit but i haven't got that far anyway yeah so mm. that's all good and i like the graphics a lot um I, how, although how irrigation work do you have to build irrigation as well or did they get rid of that i can't remember no i think they, they got go... rid of that basically you can build farms wherever it's just they get more bonus if, if, if it's like next to a river right? okay gotcha. there is a thing called irrigation though i can't remember but, but there's a tech i'm sure yeah it's a tech yeah i think anyway oh, okay right yeah um okay, I, just, and... I, I just remember for some reason that, that's a hangover from the old series. Well, it was like in civ 2 where your your farms basically had to link to each other yeah. for irrigation and they had to link back to a water source mm. and i quite like that the placement <laughs> of districts is quite a a fun little game where you know you get bonus faith if it's next to mountains or, yeah, or you whatever. Have to sort, sort of yeah, plan it out. You have to sort of organize your. Even cities. though it's obviously in your first couple of games, you won't know what. The, no, no, that's you the thing. won't know what's coming in the future. So it's not that great. Yourself. Yeah, it's not that great at teaching you. The I mean, it, it's good at teaching the basics of how to play at the start, but then it doesn't really tell you all that much about. That's sort of passive, but yeah, yeah it okay is passive. I mean, my problem is that at the moment, I think, is I'm currently playing a standard game or whatever on the standard. Like, I didn't change any of the options because uh, mm. I was like, oh, I'll try this. Standard map size is small, I guess, yeah. and standard length. Um, but it's a typical thing where, for me, 
I don't understand why like building units takes so long compared to like researching stuff. So what I don't understand why it, you can hardly build up an army before it becomes obsolete. You could get like three units or something, and then it's like, oh, we're in another age. Well, like that. yeah, that's been true for a while. It's always yeah. been true. I've never understood that. Like, you well, can't have like, a... of, like production versus science, I suppose. But yeah. in the early game, it's like there's not all that much you can do to modify that balance. I guess no. to stop you just from flooding the level the map with units. Well, I guess so, but I mean, I I could barely, I could definitely not flooding any number of units. That's for sure. Well, I suppose it also depends, like how many units you actually need. Yeah, I guess that's true. Thing. How much but, army do you actually need? Because I always wanted uh, the thing I did in Civ Four that worked for me was immediately aggressively uh, conquer the nearest neighbor and then and then go peaceful, basically. So you get double starting resources. Um, that worked for me in Civ 4, but the, here I'm like, I've barely fought the barbarians before it's like... Well, um, apparently the barbarians are kind of nuts in this one. Like, right. they used... I don't know if there is still the option, but there used to be an option where you could turn up the barbarians <laughs> in Civ 5 and right. the previous ones. But apparently in this, they start quite crazy, and I don't know if there is an option to modify that. Yeah, What's, I mean... You mean they're a bigger threat? There's just more of them. (laughs) Okay, in general, it's quite a lot of them, and also their scouts. Like if 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 you see a scout, a barbarian scout, and it starts running away, you have to chase it down because otherwise it'll tell the village to attack you, basically. Mm. Um, But yeah, Um, but yeah. So I haven't decided what to do. I don't know whether to attack my nearest city state or something, or whether to just sit around or something. But I've only got three cities in my current game, so I don't know. I, I definitely need to expand in some fashion but i'm not sure what to do it's that typical case of i'm playing it i've just put it on the standard difficulty or whatever and now i've got like you know some civ ai civ has got more than twice as many cities as me and i'm like what am i doing wrong obviously something well number of cities isn't necessarily (laughs) an indication of success no but yeah i don't know not totally sure the ai always expands and quite often expands real stupidly Right. Let's build a city in the snow because that's totally. <laughs> that's the thing because I can't find. I mean, I can't find any good places for any more cities currently that are near oh. me. So I don't know whether to uh, to try and take over the nearest city state. I think that makes sense. I suppose. Yeah, um, possibly. Yeah. I hear yeah. that in, in uh, supposedly the AI is quite enthusiastic about about murdering city states. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. About England is doing that. Yeah, they'll just take yeah. it. They that's won't what... bother maintaining a relationship or anything. <laughs> Yeah, because that seems to be what what's happening. I was like, oh shit, they've taken that one. Oh, oh dear. Anyway, yeah, so I will report back with, with actual findings. But I like the districts thing and I like the builders and um, I like the graphic style personally uh, so far. I haven't really tried, like it seems like by default, if you don't change any options, you're, it has a time of day system, sort of. I know, I know or whatever. <laughs> yes, for as much sense yeah, as yeah, that much sense that makes. Right. But it seems to be by default set to be permanently at 11.30 a.m. So, um, and so you only really see it when it does a little animation, um, when a wonder, when a wonder has been built. No, not even between turns. Like it does a little, uh, day night cycle when it's showing you. Oh, right. The big building animation. Right. So, so so the the cycle is basically turned off. Off. By by default. default. Yeah. Okay. Does the cycle actually affect anything? No. I wouldn't have thought so. No, it's it's just visual. (laughs) Yeah. Totally visual. Oh, okay. Uh, That's cool then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the wonder building, stuff is very cool because the wonders look cool uh 
and because um, of course they occupy a a hex now, um, and um, uh, they have uh, not only do they have a building animation like all the way from nothing that 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 gets played back to you, but of course during the turns they're being built, you see certain levels of that you know construction, which is kind of cool. I think that's true of everything. Like, they sort of had that. They had that before, but it was only like yeah. a two-stage. It was like yeah. non-existent midway through and done. Yeah, I guess there's a few more, but it's pretty similar, I suppose. But you see little cranes and stuff. It, the detail's pretty nice. Um, uh, yeah, but I can't tell you much about the meta game. Like, I haven't, I'm going to have to try doing one where I don't know what I'm doing and then try one where I focus on religion or some shit or... Yeah. Uh, well, I never tried a game like that. Well, it's just like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, it's like one of those tactics is going to be well easy. That tends to be how it turns out. Yeah, probably there's one that's what, one of the easier. weird mechanics. I mean, it's like culture in Civ Five is super easy to win <laughs> as once you know how to do it. What's the trick? Well, it's just basically it's just making culture because the yeah, AI isn't good at it. Can. Right. Well, I've already got like a great writer that's written two great works or something. I don't know whether I should just carry on with that. Um, it's a bit that now the system with the great people is like they're kind of up for grabs and if you meet the requirements you can recruit them but then no one else can recruit them sure. um, so that's kind of cool and they're, so they're basically they're like, wonders well in like yes. human human form yeah mm. you don't build them you sort of get points towards I guess you sort of yeah I guess it's quite similar to wonders in a way um, but you can move them around and stuff um, you know, to to get to where they need to be, they seem to have a thing where you can just teleport them to to different cities, unlike normal units. So I don't well, know what that's to, all yeah, about. You had to move them before, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I mean that was part of the risk. Mm, yeah. You have to expose them to the enemy. Yeah, if you yeah. get them to a specific place to, to where they'd be more useful. Not that you ever really kept great people around for any period of time in Civ. No, you just no. use them to do whatever they're going to do, and then you're done. <laughs> yeah, immediately, immediately turn them into a facility or whatever it was. And... Yeah, I'm not totally because I got a great general now, but I'm not sure what to do because he seems to boost like melee units close by. But there's a button that just retires him and turns him into a knight unit, standard knight unit. So I don't know what the point right. of that is or why whether I to do that. Well, I mean, I guess or... the knight is like ahead of the tech curve, right? Slightly. Yeah, it or, is. Or, or, or just the, the the general's not really able to fight himself, is he? They, no. they used to well, be like, I, the, like hang a... about units. And... <clears throat> well, there's a mechanic where you can attach two units together under certain conditions, I think, like escort yeah. or something. Was that in five? Not really. Okay, so I so think, I think you could stack. You you had well, you could always you stack combat. non-combat and combat. Yeah, so you time. could put the general oh, okay. on top, who was a technically non-combat on oh, top maybe of the that's combat it. unit. Well, now it has a thing where you press a button and they link, and then you can move them together. Really I mean, that, yeah, that's just like yeah. solving the the hassle of doing. Yeah. It always was the thing where it's like it sucked because where where you'd have you get, like you could get your move distances wrong. Yeah, and if your settler had two moves and your military unit had one, you can just drag out and say go to here because then one of right. them would go a lot faster than the other. Uh, I see. So that's just it was, it, it was problematic if you got it wrong. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, that's my only thing at the moment is like my civics and tech trees are advancing way faster than I seem to be able to build any like units or do anything. Hmm. Like but I feel is... like if I go to war with the nearest city state, by the time I'm done it'll be like re- way past Renaissance era or whatever. Well the thing yeah. is like if your if your tech tree is expanding way faster than than like your your military can keep up, 
then is your tech tree expanding way faster than the enemy's tech tree? So it won't matter if your military is outdated compared to your tech because it will be equal to their tech. Yeah, possibly. But like I went for like Japan or whatever and it has a unique unit in the medieval stage or whatever, which is the yeah. samurai. So I built a few samurai uh, now, but I want to use and it. that's the time it's... to go and do some yeah. killing, I suppose. Yeah, I've got to do some killing Use them now. while they're hot. Yeah. Isn't this just a um a side effect of playing a short game? Did you say short? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, so I I well, tried googling it, and it's not short length; it's standard length. <laughs> but but apparently, okay. I don't think like it looks like um the you know everything takes longer in in marathon or whatever, including unit production. So it just means oh, you yes. get more opportunity to move things to around the them. map. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Like you can't make it. That, any... that seems like the opposite of what I'd want from marathon mode. I'd want marathon mode to have yeah. more, a little bit more of the to and fro tussling uh, outside of the tech, you know. So the balance is a little different. I think. I think. Yeah. Like you know, because the problem it sounds like right now is actually it sounds like it's not giving you much room for perhaps exploring. Well, know, maybe I'm just doing or... it wrong. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I I was wondering today whether it want, might be. I know it makes it more complicated, but I'm wondering whether it might be nice to have a building queue and a and a training unit queue on every city. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, to some extent that would also make sense. Yeah, because building and training guys are kind of two different things. Because wonders take forever to build, obviously, which makes sense. Mm. But then you can't produce anything. Well, like I mean, that's terms. kind of the penalty, though, isn't it? That's like yeah, totally. You're committed to making this wonder, so it's going to remove one of your cities from your usefulness queue. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, maybe it's fine. I just don't know. I feel like maybe one way to balance it to some extent in like marathon would be to make it so units are just hardier or have more hit points or something. Make mm. each individual unit more powerful so you don't have to worry about building so many at once or something. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I'm not so sure. Oh, well. I mean, that's just not really a balance at all because then everyone's units are just better. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes fights take more turns fights which balance like, out yeah, to how long bit... the game is, I suppose. Yeah, fights mm. are a bit more stalemate probably. Right. If so... they all move the same speed, it would mean you could like hold a front line better maybe i don't know yeah because your units wouldn't die in one turn True. so i get i guess a better attack than near a city state and see what happens and uh, oh. then i'll learn from the next game how shit i am at military stuff <laughs> it's not normally that difficult to outsmart the ai because they're dumb mm, yeah i guess so they don't have any concept of positioning really Cool. Anyway, no, I'm, in, I'm interested to hear more though. Sounds, well, yeah. I'll probably so be playing it for ages. Sounds so. meaningful. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it so far, mm. um, and I'm sure I'll be complaining about it in future. So <laughs> you'll find a flaw you can shoot through, and then yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, um, one UI that totally confused me and pissed me off was the I'd never used the bargaining UI. Or whatever when someone made an offer and right. I, 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 that was always weird and like I, mean, I i think i clicked something and fucked it up or whatever now now they don't like me and it was like no i didn't mean i, I couldn't figure out how i was supposed to like organize i thought i was well, to be honest, to, most like, of the time if you make a counter offer to the ai they just don't like you. yeah yeah but, yeah. but i didn't realize will the ai accept something that you said about <laughs> yeah but you i didn't realize that i was now. making an offer i thought i was just configuring an offer that i could then click another button to actually make but instead, it like immediately altered the deal, and I was like, "No, go back, no!" And I ended up hitting escape a bunch of times, and he was just pissed off. 
Anyway, that was bad. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> that's that. I think that's just going to about do it. And that's going to do it. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you next time for, um, well, the the actual games that are coming out, such as yeah, some more actual games. Yeah, no, we're a bit behind the curve, but we, you know, we're we're the uh, cautious buyer. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So uh, catch you then. Uh, for and uh, check out the uh, YouTube channel for random stuff. Anything new? Uh, definitely random. Yeah, Sonic Heroes Part Seven was the last one. Yeah, carry on the saga uh, of Sonic the Hedgehog. There'll be something more shadow at the moment, but yeah, there'll be there'll be something else next week. Right, catch then, and we'll be back for another side class in two weeks. Bye, guys. What? What?